0: Eleven o'clock comics, episode two hundred and sixty-two. Woo <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so strange. <laughs> oh yeah! Dab just got a sexy injection. <laughs>
1: It's less emphatic Yeah By design
0: Different timber too But that's cool I like to switch it up A little bit
1: He brings the excitement To the world I didn't want to Totally uh, bombard his territory
0: You don't want to Bear your mantle And everybody Won't be wanting To listen to him They want you to do it You know it That's right
2: What's up <laughs> What's up <laughs> bitches Yeah
0: boy Oh good god What a day I can't wait For tomorrow brother Oh,
1: I know it, man. It's been a long time for it coming.
0: I've had a semi-dry spell at work um, up until Monday. They must have known I was going away because I <laughs> I got bombarded this week.
1: It always seems to happen that way. Yeah,
0: just way too much stuff, and I couldn't just sit back and scratch my ass and you know let it pile up. I had to do it.
1: Yeah, but you know what though? It makes you feel that much sweeter when we hit the road for real. Because it's like you earned it.
0: That's right. You know. be like taking off the work cloak when we leave tomorrow night and go into party mode.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: As much as I can party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we're going to have you doing keg stands in no time.
0: That's not happening.
1: It's totally happening.
0: I suffocate. What? (laughs) I'll suffocate. (laughs) 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 I can only imagine.
1: It's on, son. It's on.
0: Look at you getting all your boards ready for your your little jam. I didn't like
1: them. You didn't comment on any of them.
0: Um as an archivist, I would question the use of markers.
1: Oh, uh, well. Yeah,
0: but I mean just because you can never really tell those things they'll either I mean, best case scenario, they'll discolour over time. Right. Worst case, they'll bleed and, you know, well, start So
1: many of the artists use markers though when they color in the things. What can't you true. use? Um, I mean, um, I,
0: knowing I you, it's to, probably top shelf stuff. But I'm just—I
1: mean, I got them from—they're—they're—they're uh, they're, they're art markers from Michaels. But nice, nice. I mean, they were like like thirty bucks for the set. But
0: good, well. But uh,
1: anyway, yeah. I mean, I hadn't even really thought of that to be honest with you. We should have said that to me before. But what's the alternative though?
0: Uh, Just black line art. You could have just, you know, used a rapidograph or ink or something. And mm,
1: true. You know what? Uh, I can't take it with you. You
0: know. That's true enjoy and you know what it's a part of you because you personalized it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just figured it's better than just like lines on a page. I mean, you know, lines on a page certainly work, but I I just like to have it to have a little more context. And I found for whatever it's worth that um like when I when I've gotten the artist and asked them to do it, they uh they kind of get a kick out of the the little mock-up.
2: Oh know?
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I, admittedly, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an amateur, so it's it's not as though these are uh,
0: No, I'm telling you. The logos look really good. I was wondering if you just um, traced it like with a light box, or if you actually did the perspective
1: no it 's all perspective i don 't have a light box dude
0: nice <laughs> come on well, no, you got a three d printer but you don 't have a light box <laughs> jeez
1: It's true that's, that's a good point
0: yeah oh man hey, you know, did I'm- you
1: see there's a there 's a new um uh, i just backed it on indieGogo a three d uh, home imager
0: no i didn 't see that
1: so it'll it'll it 'll scan your it 'll scan items and then create three d printable
0: um wireframes no way
1: yeah yeah
0: oh man that's even better than 3d printer because most of the costs incurred aren't in the printing it's Mm -hmm. making the damn wireframe
1: yeah now admittedly it's a you know who's to say until you use it whether whether it's like majorly glitchy but it uh it looks cool though so
0: and did you back that um 3d pen
1: yeah well actually i didn't back it for myself i backed it as a, a gift for my uh, boss, who got me the 3D printer. Ah. So, just as a sort of little quid pro quo type of thing. But yeah, I did. I did. The 3Doodler. Cool. Yeah. Did no. you?
0: No, I did not.
1: They're going to be right up your alley.
0: I wait till uh, version 2.
1: Well, that's usually the smart bet. Yeah.
0: Look at that. You call me smart. Inadvertently. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 262. I'm Vince B.
1: And this is where someone yeah. would say, I'm Chris Niesman." And then this is where someone would say, I'm David A. Price.
0: Dave's not here.
1: And then I would say something like, I'm Dr. Doolittle."
0: Now you're not Dr. Doolittle. You're Jason Bood. And uh, you don't have to fight like an animal to get good discounts on your comic books. There's one place to go. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your funny books and collectibles at massive... Discounts. Check this out. From Avatar. This is the third week I've said this, and not one of you commented on the writer. Mm. The, the book is called The Extinction Parade. It's a 12 issue limited series. It's written by Max Brooks.
1: Oh, yeah. Nobody said anything. Perceive.
0: Right. Um, and it's drawn by one of my favorites, Mr. Rollo Caceres. Um, it's a vampire thing, which has me a little leery. But mm-hmm. Max Brooks, great faith in the man. And Rollo, the dude, can draw like a son of a bitch. Did you uh, check out the wraparound cover for issue number one? I think it's the best single image I've seen out of Rollo yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Great stuff, great stuff. Uh, cover price is three ninety nine, but that's not what you're going to get it for. You can get it at DCB Service for a $1.99. That's 50% off. From our buddies at IDW. It's the Mad Life and Fantastic Art of Al Feldstein Mm -hmm. from EC and Mad Magazine fame. Get this. Um, Along with rare and previously unpublished photographs, the book pictures every EC Feldstein comic book cover, many placed alongside the original artwork, presents several complete EC stories. Woo woo! Plus, nearly every, every, Everly. every splash page and house ad Feldstein did for EC. And his 30 year career as the editor of MAD, his post retirement work, uh, as a fine artist. This book needs to be had, people. Yes. 49.90, is- uh, you are right. And, um, I think Feldstein was one of the better artists at, uh, EC. Personal preference. I even like the way he signed his name. That goofy little, little mm-hmm. box thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 49 dollars is the cover price. You can take it home for half. $24.99. And last but not least from Fantagraphics, it's the Treasury of Mini-Comics, the sequel of sorts to the next wave book. Uh, Treasury of Mini-Comics charts the evolution of Mini-Comics over four decades. That's a lot of time. It's a big little... Uh it's going to be thick as hell and you need it. 26.99. No way you get it for half that. 13.49. Remember, they don't care if you place your order late. You can be a Johnny come lately like me and still squeak under the door and get your previews digitally, you silly fools. A dollar and change and you save a tree. <laughs>
1: De- I still like the paper.
0: Me too, but I like the digital because I could take it to work and people don't know what I'm doing. They think I'm doing work on my iPad. True that. DCBService.com. And Jason. Vincent. Where are we going to be this weekend?
1: C2E2. Oh,
0: man, oh, man. It's finally here. I'm so excited.
1: Dude, by the time people hear this, it's very likely that we will be either on our way to your house mm-hmm. or packing up our bags to get to your house
0: or they could be listening to this as they're walking up to us to shake our hands give us a big hug
1: that's true too
0: because the premier comic-con the world's best comic-con in my opinion is upon us April 26th to the 28th, that's this weekend, in Chicago, at the West Building at McCormick Place. There's a huge list of people that are going to be there, but take note. Brian Azzarello, Rick Remender, Amanda Connor, Andy Diggle, that cutie, Chris Burnham, Brian Wood, Jason's cousin, Mike Norton, Tony Moore. Uh, Julie Newmar, Brian Posehn, Diamond Dallas Page, Jake the Snake, Roberts, the cast of *The Walking Dead*. Andrea's going to be there.
1: Uh, well, you know, Andrea is uh,
0: yummy. She's yummy.
1: Hmm. No. I know,
0: I know, uh, I know. She's no longer a cast member, but she's,
1: she's yeah, she was annoying. But maybe in real life, she's cool.
0: I just want to get close and smell her. Just. Mm. You smell pretty. Uh, now. You know who else is going to be there, though? Who?
1: Isn't, uh, Andrea? I mean, isn't, um, um. Lori. Lori going to be there?
0: I think so. Yeah. And I think, um. Who else did they say is going to be there? I didn't really pay well, the too The kid's th- going to be there. Yeah. I didn't really pay too close attention because we're, we've parted ways. But as soon as I saw Andrea, I was like, yes. Um, I don't, you still may be able to pre order your tickets. Because you're not picking them up at the actual door. You're buying them online at C2E2.com. So if you pre-order, a uh, three-day pass is only $55. But if you wait to get your ass to the door, you're going to pay $10 more, six $65. bucks. do not do it. Get it ahead of time. Assure entrance to the show because it's going to be great. 26th through the 28th, come see us. C2E2 Chicago, be there.
1: Or be square. That's
0: right. you got to do the drink roll call.
1: Well, first, I want to mention just one last little addendum there. We will have a table. Oh, yes. We will be in Artist Alley and sex, uh, in table Q16. Uh, so come over and try and find us there, in the few passing moments we'll probably be sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, there'll be somebody probably sitting there most of the time, if not one of us, then one of our amigos that are just looking to rest their feet and watch our stuff. So... It's probably as good a place as any to start your search for us if you are looking for us and we don't stumble upon you first.
0: Yeah. Hey, I got a live tweet I want to answer real quick. Oh, go ahead. Before I forget, uh, or before it scrolls down into the, the meat of the list. Uh, this is from Tom Morris. Wow. And, uh, he asks, this is a really good question. When will enough time pass for it to be appropriate for another writer to do Howard the Duck? And who would, and who would that be?
1: Wow, that is a great question. It and, is, and, and I don't think you finished Marvel: The Untold Story, have you?
0: Um, no, I did not.
1: Well, I have, and I would say that that um, that is a very, very it, it, after reading the entirety of that book. It's a it's a very hard question for me to say anyone
0: ever. I right, right, exactly. Um, Steve and Howard were pretty much the same entity. Uh, Howard was just the mouthpiece for all Steve's beliefs and views and, and, uh, opinions and all that. But, uh, at this point, I am not, um, reluctant to admit that someone could do a really good job on Howard the Duck. Um, let's say, you know, uh, we, we phase into another, Dimension and Alan Moore decides he wants to work with Marvel and says, you know, oh, give me the duck. Uh, that would be cool and I would buy it and read it, but mm-hmm. it would still be inferior to to Gerber uh, because no one can ever waddle like that but Steve.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, there are certain sacred cows, but you know, we have seen some examples where things could be Done at least well enough that it's not an abomination. So, yeah. like again, like like before Watchmen, I know it's still highly controversial. I'm sure if David were here, he'd be gagging right now. But you know, Frank I really Santoro, thought, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I really thought uh, for for the most part, uh, I mean, not all of it, but I thought for the most part, it was very well crafted, loving lovingly crafted, certainly.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and and while I don't think it any of the 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 spinoffs um, or the the modern stuff held a candle to the original. I also think they were pretty good comics, at least in the aggregate. And so I don't think it was an embarrassment. And then no. similarly, I would say that, um, you know, Dave Stevens Rocketeer, I always viewed that as something that was so definitively Dave Stevens. And I think most people did. And again, while I wouldn't put the stuff that's been coming out of the last two, three years up to the original, I would still say again that IDW has really done an, a wonderful job with this works, whether it be the anthology that we had, the adventures or the, the new Wade Somni stuff. I think that, that it's all been again, beautifully crafted and, and by great creators. And so to your point, I, I don't think anyone's ever going to have, if, if no one's ever going to create, create the magic that Gerber did with Howard the duck, right. but someone could do something that is at least worthy of its own praise. Right. It hasn't I- happened yet though.
0: Uh, well, I I think they used Howard effectively in uh, Generation X.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, he was he was used that's pretty true. well, and and he popped up in the Marvel Zombies thing, and that was fun.
1: I see, I didn't read that, but yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, I mean it, you know, a landmark Howard the Duck story, no, um, but at this point, you know, I think fun and tastefully done is pretty much all you can ask for, because you know. Uh, no one owns howard but marvel so yeah
1: unfortunately yep um well in in keeping with uh just as I did the woohoo uh i guess uh i'll do the chris part too so uh, guys um <laughs> i know it's probably just water but uh i guess i got to ask uh, what are you guys drinking
0: i am drinking hobo piss no <laughs> i i'm drinking peppimac,
1: nice yeah. nice well, what about you, Wood? Pick us up. Um, well,
0: <laughs> Chris does not have that deep of a voice.
1: <laughs> well, sorry, Chris, but uh, being that we are just a day away from my vacation in which I will be imbibing plenty, uh, I am drinking some Diet doc D P having nice. just finished my workout. so uh,
0: That's one thing I didn't get to. Because I was running my son around, so I'm gonna have to do that after I edit the episode, upload it, and I'm gonna go run five miles and then try and get my shit together for the- I didn't even pack yet. Me neither. Yeah.
1: But uh that's all good. I mean, uh well look, I mean we don't have to uh you know, we're we're we decided to do an episode tonight just because tomorrow we will be hitting the road. And um I uh you know, I, I gotta say I, I did throw out something for live tweets. Um I, I wanted to mention one particular, I guess it's not a live tweet per se, but it's, um, sort of an extended live tweet. Um, one of our listeners goes by the name of Brian. Well, it doesn't go by the name. His name is Brian <laughs> Beddings. <laughs> goes, goes by the name Comics R Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Uh, he sent me an email in anticipation thinking we were going to record tomorrow night. And he said he didn't think that it would, you know, his question was too broad to try and fit in a tweet. And uh, I thought it was very thoughtful and very timely, so I thought we maybe could chat it up a bit. Um, sure, he said. Uh, first, I'll read it. He said, uh, "Hey Jason, I'm probably going to forget tomorrow to do a live tweet, but I thought that this would be appropriate one for tomorrow's show. Um, uh, you guys always talk about your jam pieces, and I would love to know. Uh, I would love to know um, more about how you set them up. Uh, what size do you do? How do you determine the layout?" Do the artists generally charge a little less since these are smaller squares than, say, a full commission? Is this some sort of larger-sized piece? How do you transport it? Uh, anything else Jam-specific info to share would be greatly welcomed. Um, and then he goes on to say that, uh, you know, he's gotten a bunch of sketches at cons before. Some have stunk, some have been great. And some, he just wonders if there's a way to sort of ensure that you get, you know, a quality level that you, you really Or happy with. So there's a lot of questions there. I guess we should unpack it first. So, first of all, for those listeners that have heard us mention jam pieces but don't know what what we mean, um, the easiest way to see what we mean is either go into our forum, which is uh, at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. And there is a a very, very long thread now. I mean, many hundreds of pages um, that talks about original art. Um, And it serves two purposes. One, it has a pinned component that I keep up, which is a link to pretty much any of the original art vendors that you could find on the net. Um, That's kind of how it started, but it's also evolved into all of us sharing different pieces of art that we've collected or covet. And so there's lots of examples of jam pieces in there. But what a jam piece is, is essentially um, a... Art piece that instead of getting a sketch from one artist you create a segmented squares or uh, it doesn't have to be but it's basically a a collaborative art piece Um, like a jam session, it gets its name from a jam session like in music and I have to say the first jam pieces I ever saw were probably a decade or so ago and they were guys that really were getting like um, picture like a team photo you know like a, a team lineup where maybe the whole Justice League is standing all together in a like a publicity shot. And the original jam pieces were just, you know, you'd get like say someone to for, draw you the Superman standing in the middle and then you'd maybe get a different artist to draw Batman standing a little bit to the right of him and then you get Wonder Woman to the left and so forth until right. eventually it looked like and uh, they were cool, but you know, they're also I always thought there was some complexity to it because you got to get the people to work like within the, each each other's perspective, and you know it's it just it's it seems a little bit sort of like a lot of effort to me. It's, and a bit.
0: it's also a really good sorry to interrupt you. It's also a really good way to intimidate a bunch of artists because sure. if you have a say, you have a fantastic Jerry Ordway Superman front and center, and you go to um, someone just on the up and up. You know, just coming up in the ranks. Right. For him to draw a figure next to a Jerry Ordway that's not going to look, you know, even the slightest bit inferior. That's that's very intimidating. Whereas when you have a bunch of squares, you're you're, you're self-contained. Sure. Th- that's your entire world in that, that in those four corners there.
1: That's a great point. Yeah. So so what what it evolved to, and I honestly can't remember the first time I saw this, but someone. I noticed had taken a um eleven by seventeen artboard, which again, for those that aren't no- don't know, that's the basic standard size of a comic book illustration. Most art that's drawn, at least non-digital art these days, most comic book work has been driven off of an eleven by seventeen piece of artboard. Um I saw someone take a piece of that artboard and divide it up into squares. I think it was like 16 squares and they were going around having different artists draw in a square. Um, And I just thought it was a brilliant idea because when it was finished, they had a very unique piece of art that had tons of representations of their favorite artists. And it was, um, you know, it just struck me as a really cool thing to do. And so uh, I guess a lot of us started trying to do it. And I know Chris has got a few, um, I'm not sure if he has anything complete, but they got to be pretty close by now. I know Chris Campbell's done a bunch and, and I've started doing a bunch. So, um, basically that's the gist. You, you divide up a a piece of, of, of whatever page you're going to otherwise have a commission done on. And then you, you ask people to draw in a small section of it. So in terms of, he asked what size do I do? I mean, I'm, again, I, I just have a conventional comic book art board, um, it's surprisingly easy to find. You can find probably some generic 11 by 17 comic boards uh, at Michael's. You can also order from places like Blick, B-L-I-C-K, um, where I've ordered a bunch from. And they're very inexpensive. You can buy them in packs of 50. And these are the very same ones that the comic book artists that you like to, their work, you know, likely use in their own, unless Marvel or DC send them their own. You know, sometimes they have their own. Um, so I just use one of those. Uh, in terms of the layout, if you go on to if you follow me on Instagram or you've been on Twitter uh followed my Twitter in the last few days, I actually took some photos of some just completed um layouts and I like to play with the the layout. Basically um I'm doing an Excalibur one and I did that horizontal. So like the Excalibur logo is over the top and then I have squares under it. There's 14 squares. Um, most of my layouts are, are the conventional way, which is you know um, the way you would look at a normal comic page. But even even that, what I've done um, is I've tried to mock up different covers. So like I have an X Men one that's that's I'm going to start this this con, and it uh, it's got the X Men logo at the top with the even a little faux Marvel Comics Indicia box and a comic code and a UPC code. But then and then it's got Age of W instead of Age of X written in the middle and then i have the profile squares around that and what i use is um i use a business card as my outline so i just use like a uh and i just create that as d- that which you know so a business card size is even smaller than a sketch card so um and the reason for that is to your next question which is do the artists generally charge a little less and really to be honest see, that's that's kind of the entire point um the jam piece serves two purposes well, three purposes. One, the, the purpose we've already discussed, which is you get this very cool eclectic mix of different art artists, which I personally think looks great. Um, but the other two purposes are practical ones. Number one, the cost. Um now your mileage may vary, it's gonna depend on who you're asking, where you're asking, and what type of thing you're asking to draw. But generally, all things being equal, yes. Getting someone to draw on your jam piece is going to be materially less expensive than getting them to sketch for
0: you, unless it's uh, Neil Adams.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there are exceptions. So, for example, yeah. let's say artist X is going to charge fifty dollars for a head sketch. You know, just a neck above head sketch at c 2 which is, I think, probably a fairly common price point for like non-quote unquote you know elite or named artists, like guys that are just good, solid artists that aren't trying to gouge you. That would let's say fifty dollars. A jam piece could range anywhere from i mean to be honest, free to more than likely say twenty twenty five bucks um, but the net of it is, I would look to pay between a quarter and a half of what you'd comfortably pay if someone was going to do you a like a like a nine by twelve type of um head sketch or something. you know what I mean right um. Now, I have been very – I'm going to be honest. I have been very – as Vince knows, I have been extremely fortunate in my jam pieces thus far because I've also been fortunate enough to have friends or friend be friendly with creators. So I have paid very little for my jam pieces to this point. <laughs> um, but that being said, I always go – there's etiquette to these things. So for me, my approach is if I ever – if I'm getting a commission – or, uh, you know, something, a legitimate sketch or a commission from someone. I always discuss price and payment beforehand. Right. Because I don't want any surprises. But in jam pieces, I'm a little different. In jam pieces, unless it's someone that I've already heard kind of can be really expensive, I will go up and introduce myself and then show them my jam piece and say, Hey, any, I, I, you know do you have the time to draw my jam piece? And generally, I have to say, guys are guys and girls, are artists have been very, very receptive to that because they can see that it's a small thing and it's not going to take very long. And most of the time, I haven't asked what they're going to charge me until they're done. And then I'll say, wow, you know, if I'll say, that's great, and what do I owe you? And then I'm generally accepting the fact that whatever they say, I'm going to pay them, you know. Now, you have to be careful there because there are certain artists that could say to you, okay, that'll be 75 bucks, you know, so you need to be careful. I mean, again, to Vince's point. Neil Adams is more than happy to do your jam piece, but it 's probably going to cost you a hundred bucks
0: yep yep,
1: but he 's also going to charge you three hundred for a head sketch. so what you should kind of do is if you 're a little nervous about not asking up front, usually artists have like their basic prices like posted at their table, so if you go up to someone and you see that their sketches are running three hundred bucks, like Jimmy Chung is probably going to charge three hundred bucks for a head sketch chances are if he's going to do your jam it's going to be like 100 bucks so make sure you discuss that up front. Yeah. If meanwhile if a guy's doing $30 head sketches, well, your jam piece is probably going to cost you 10-20 bucks. You right. know what I mean?
0: And uh we've worked out a deal, well I have with uh Chris Burnham who has uh if you go to his table <laughs> at um C2E2 and tell him, "Hey, 11 o'clock comic sent me. I want my free jam piece." image he will sit down he needs to practice you know what i mean he'll he'll do your jam piece for free that awesome chris burnham uh, chris not, is gonna kill us <laughs> that's not true
1: meanwhile i'm just hoping chris has time to do a jam piece for me um now the other thing the other practical um oh look who's here yes Woo-hoo.
0: Woo-hoo. <laughs> a little late but we're glad you're here
3: she gave yeah. all clear huh Yeah, yeah. Once, uh, once we, once we wish Grandma, once we wish Bubba, happy birthday, birthday, Bubba. Happy birthday, Bubba. Yeah, yeah.
0: You had the sex, didn't you?
3: That's what he meant. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's our euphemism when we say you know, birthday for Grandma. That's 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 our that's our code. I call it leaving a map of the Philippines.
0: (laughs) I call it burping the baby.
3: There you go. (laughs) Well, David,
1: we were in the midst of answering an email that I received from one of our listeners, Brian Bedigs, who had a bunch of questions about jam pieces. Oh. So we were sort of breaking it down like, what's a jam piece? He asked, um, does it, um, uh, you know, how do I, how do I, what size do I use? How do you pick, do the layout? Um, you know, do you generally charge less? And I said, there's really three benefits, in my opinion, to jam pieces. One, we already said there's the, um, that they're fun, you know. It's fun to have a lots of different artist perspectives on something. Mm-hmm. Two, which I just got done talking about, is that yes, it generally costs, or should I think, cost, significantly less than if you're going to have someone do a you know a full commission for you, or even like a head sketch. The third thing though, which which, which is the, which is I think also equally important is at these cons, particularly the big ones like New York, San Diego, C2E2, maybe Emerald City, uh, Heroes, Artist Alley is jam packed and. Uh, For good or for bad, most of the artists, or at least a bunch of them, are going to have their commission and sketch lists completely full within the first hour or two of the first day of the show. So if you're one of those people that goes to the show, say, you know, Friday after work or you don't go until Saturday, unfortunately, a lot of the guys you're hoping upon hope can get a sketch from, even if you've got the the cheddar, are going to basically turn you down because their list is already full. So where the sketch list, the sketch, the jam piece comes in handy is that quite often I've found that people whose lists are full for the weekend will be more than happy to take a break and draw on your jam piece. Because again, it's a very small rate, like a business card is maybe a two by three inch square. So that takes them literally while they're chatting with you, if they're able to to talk and chew gum at the same time. Um, And you know, David, you've you've been with, with me a lot for when I've gotten jam pieces, many, many occasions we've... We've sat and chatted with the artist just, just as we would anyway. Like Matt Kent comes to mind yeah, exactly. immediately. And they just sit there and draw while you're talking. And yep. the next thing you know, the jam piece is done. And you've just had a chat with them. And then they get back to like their their commission list. Right. So, so the, the third advantage, again, is that although it's no guarantee – you know, they probably there there are some artists that will still say, Listen, I can't because I'm full up you're gonna have a better chance on a Saturday or Sunday of getting someone to draw on that than you would go in cold turkey and say, Can you give me a sketch or a commission? So the net of it is I think there's lots of reasons to do it. Now, um he he asked if if how do I transport them? Well, I um I carry an a an Itoya uh, portfolio. Um Etoya is I T O Y A. It's a brand. Um I can't say it's I I can't argue that it's the best brand, but I can tell you that um, when I was first starting to collect original art, all the people who I solicited advice from, they pretty much all said, get Etoya portfolios and use them. So, you know, your mileage may vary, but I've found them to be really helpful, and I carry all of my original art in one portfolio. Um, And again, mine is sized to hold comic art, so it holds, you know, up to. I guess it's probably like, I haven't met, it's probably like 12 or 13 by 19 or 20. Just it holds, so it can hold art pages and, and anything smaller than that. Um, and then his last question was just anything else specific to share. I mean, the one thing I'll say is another little tip is just be creative with it. Um, you can, you can just take a, a an art page and just literally take a ruler. Like if you don't want to do a layout, just take a ruler and just divide it into equal chunks. But what I mean by be creative is like have a cool idea because I've also found that artists love to be surprised or to do something like I get sketches all the time of characters like Black Panther and Deadpool, but I'm also rec. I also recognize that artists like often when I gag, when I ask them to draw Deadpool, because they've been asked to draw Deadpool a thousand times. So with the jam pieces, like, you know, while it'd be totally cool to have a, a you know, a justice league or an, an Avengers jam piece, like Chris has a justice league. I have an Avengers. Um, you may have even more success and more enthusiasm from artists if you do something crazy like, uh, you know, who knows? Like, um, I mean, it could be anything. It
3: could be... Fantastic for villains.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or redheads or... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was toying with the idea of doing a, a one percenters, like just having guys draw <laughs> um, the richest characters from comics, you know, like just just the kind of thing where an artist is gonna be like, oh, I haven't heard that before, because it might just get them a little more juice to contribute to it, you know? Um, and then just circling back to the last thing, the last tip and this is like a uh, this is like an advanced gamer tip and it kind of touches on something that Vince said when we started this conversation. The best way to ensure that you have an awesome jam piece is to make sure that your first and first one or two squares on your piece are done by killer artists. Yep. You know, so if 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 you've got a budget and you know you you're maybe thinking you're going to get five or six squares done at a con and you know, if you've got like a budget for one, say like artist that you adore, go to them first, go to them early, and try and get them to commit to the first square because it will elevate. You know, artists are competitive, and they also are often their own worst critics. And if they see, you know, a kick-ass Scotty Young or a Chris Burnham or a Jeff Darrow or a Jimmy, Ch- you know, if they see if they see an artist that that they themselves respect and view at the top of their craft with a square in your jam piece. They will feel they'll they'll feel up to the challenge. You know they will they will take it more seriously. So you know if you're going to get into Adams, go to Neil Adams first. You know what I mean? Like like if you're going to get an Amanda Connor, go to her first. You know get get that one one or two squares done first because that will ensure or at least raise the odds that the rest of your squares are that much better.
0: Right. So. Or go to Chris Burnham because he'll do it for free for eleven o'clock comics. Dude, um, I
1: don't, Christ. He keeps saying this. I don't know what.
0: <laughs> now Jason, you know what? Uh, after I um saw your pre-ruled jam piece pages that you did, you are making it extremely easy for the artists to contribute because your uh image containers are free floating. There's, there's, there's a lot of white space on your images. You know, you're, you're giving the, the, the uh, drawings the, uh, the chance to breathe. But if I was going to do a jam piece, I would... My horizontal and vertical lines would... I wouldn't use a T-square. They would not be perfectly horizontal or vertical. I would skew mm-hmm. them, you know, because I love chaos. I, I would make yeah. every square on those uh, artboards different sizes and I would also butt them up next to each other because if you have an artist that goes in and say draws Batman and he has a lot of real heavy blacks in there particularly in a certain corner or corners that forces the guy that takes the space next to it to adjust his drawing based on the blacks that are already there. Like he's not going to drop a lot of heavy blacks next to heavy blacks because one, you're going to lose the, the demarcation of where that image ends and the other one begins, mm-hmm. which could be used to good effect, right? But it, it, you're, you're manipulating them to think in a different way based on what exists. That's kind of cool because by the time you're you know second to last or the last dude you really have to plan that drawing and who knows you know necessity is the mother of invention. you can get a really cool drawing because all your other guys kind of push this dude into a corner
1: yeah so you can think
0: think about it in that way too it could be like a game like a game piece
1: yeah, you know, well, that's, I mean, I think that gets back to, you're, you're exactly right, and just have fun with it. Like, I think people's, you, it needs to be your own, right? So, whatever kind of art you like, like, I, again, it's hard for people to, if you haven't seen them, you, you don't understand what I mean. But I've structured most of mine to look like, kind of, either either roll call, because I loved, I've always loved the Avengers roll call. Right, yeah. So, like, either roll call, like, where I'm, I'm basically inviting the artist to draw a... Profile picture of. I mean, I'm, I'm almost sort of begging them to do that without just by the structure of the way I've I've designed mine, but yeah, I mean, I've seen like um, I've seen to your point people where they do squares, but then you know people kind of play with it and they overlap. They they play with the borders, yep. you know. Yep. Um, and now yeah, say I
0: mean, for I'm sorry. Say for example, you are extremely fortunate and you score Jim Lee and um, Chung and maybe Frank Cho, like very realistic. Artists, artists whose style are grounded in realism. Your last guy, go to Larry Martyr or Matt Fiesel and see what they do. Sure, that that would be so cool to, to give yeah. Larry Martyr, um, you know, mostly photo like like very realistic drawing and say, okay, contribute to this and see what Larry Martyr does. He may, you know, spit at you. Who knows? But Larry's a nice guy. He probably won't. But yeah. just, just to see what kind of instigation all these images. You know, impart upon him and what he comes up with that I love that. I may even start one if I wasn't nice. so cheap uh-huh. and yeah, I'm too cheap
1: well and and then the the one other piece of advice, which is kind of it's it's related to the jam piece question, but it's it's actually broader and i I just wanted to mention it because I put it out on Twitter a few days ago, and I've never had a comment retweeted by more comic book artists, so I, I think I hit a nerve uh, and all I said was one word of advice to people that are going and want any type of sketch. Uh, bring reference. Yep. Um, and the reason for that is I've noticed at recent cons in the last few, it used to be standard procedure. If you were going to ask for an artist to draw you something, you would have reference. And what I mean by that is printed on paper reference of what the character you want drawn and whether that would be actually having an issue of the comic for you to hand them and say, I want this character or even just, you know, from your color printer, some, some, some capture some screen caps. But what's happened in the last few years is because we're in the smartphone era people have stopped bringing reference and it can be a real problem at a big con because I've yet to go to a big con where phone service didn't suck it. Yeah, Um, And so you're really at the mercy of the wifi at these cons if you don't bring printed reference. And so just in general, since it's very easy to do so, just take some time. You know, if you know, you're going to ask for, you know, big Barta, then just go on the web, do a Google image search or take your scanner out clip some images of Big Barda that you find appealing and have those printed out to hand to artists for their reference. I, they, will, they will love it. They will really appreciate it and it will help you. And the other thing too is, um, you know, there's like a fine line. A lot of artists have their own style. And for me, I would never want an artist to draw in anything but their own style. That's after all why I'm asking them to do something for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same point in time, if you really – are particular about a character or something you want drawn? There are choices to be made, right? Like when, like, I mean, like I prefer the, I prefer the, the brown and black Wolverine costume. <laughs> you know what I mean? I prefer the classic Black Panther costume, you know, versus sort of the modern one with the gold, the gold little inlaid talons and stuff. Um, you know, whatever your case may be. I mean, if it's if some char- some some characters in particular have changed their costumes a ton, right? So. If you have a particular style in mind, or a flip side of style that you really detest, then make sure you have reference to that too. Um, so, you know, I just think again, give give the artist the tools, but don't hamstring them. Like, don't hand don't hand the artist like a you know a, a, a Todd McFarlane Spider Man and then say, I want you to draw me a Todd McFarlane Spider Man. That would be very insulting. <laughs> you know, a well, like, yeah. But you know, so there's like a balance. Don't say, Hey, can you draw me a Jim Lee Batman? But say, hey, I would. Could you draw me a Batman? Sure. And then if you hand him reference that happens to be a picture of Jim Lee's Batman, they'll kind of get the idea of what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't be and afraid I, to sh- shake him up a little bit. What if you requested Batman in a tuxedo or Batman in a smoking jacket? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, or a party dress? Just
3: or Zuru zur Batman, right? The uh, or Batmite. And 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 don't think that someone is up to date. Like, like just because the. uh phantom x and his clone if you want if if you want phantom x's new female persona doesn't necessarily mean the artist is up to date on x-force so he may not or she may not know what it is you're looking for so if you have the reference that that goes into it and and vince just mentioned um mixing it up a little bit one thing i sometimes i'll ask an artist to draw something that they're not known for um i i don't think i'd go up to phil hester and ask him to draw green arrow i i don't know if i'd go up to mark bagley and ask him to draw spider-man even though
0: bagley drew spider-man
3: i think <laughs> A issues, maybe but you know i mean i just i i have plenty of work of that character by that artist already and yeah, may may you know depending on your likes and 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 what you're looking for in your portfolio, maybe that that's exactly what you need. But sometimes I look at it as as it gives the artist a a way to flex some muscles they wouldn't normally get to flex. I don't know if I've ever seen Phil Hester draw a big Barda, so maybe oh, I have to mess awesome. around with that. So you know, I just I I just try to be creative in that regard. I mean, I I don't know if if um. Dude, you know, well, you're, you're the one that talked me into getting a Bob Layton Iron Man. But that's, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. There are some things that just fit that mold. I mean, but who else? I mean, no, you're right. It's, it's Bob Layton. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it might be neat to see him try to draw Superman. I'm not saying try because he couldn't do it, but I mean, you know, how many times has he drawn Superman? I mean, not too often, but it's an Avengers jam piece. And on a jam piece like that, yeah, there are some characters that match up with creators where if I have a jam piece and I have a dozen character headshots I would probably want in my collection then that's something that I would want the creator who's associated with the character to, sure. to do. And that's and and the other thing about jam pieces would I think Jason is doing it right in the sense that he's he's got the squares all set up he knows exactly who he wants where and he's giving he's giving the artists a, a set space no, nobody's getting more space or less space and, and I like that idea and even though it might visually be appealing to have a landscape sheet of everybody from Alpha Flight as as a freestanding action pose but the problem with that is you might have the one guy take care of Guardian right smack dab in the center and then you have a huge shot of Sasquatch to the right but as more artists start to fill in that page you may lose a spot for marina or or puck and Mm -hmm. and unfortunately with with those freestanding style pieces um not everybody gets the same square the same amount of space and and if, if if one person draws a character too large that's going to make the next character You'll, you'll get a head and maybe a shoulder or, or the bottom of a leg. And, and it's just, again, that would look cool if everybody was there all at the same time. But if you're, if you're taking this particular jam piece over three different conventions and, and hoping that someone can work in, in, uh, in a little bit of space they have left, it, it might not look as sharp. And then you may have some perspective issues. I, I really like the, uh, the box look especially in and and Jason's all I mean they they look great with with the with the logo the masthead and, and and the GI Joe versus Cobra when he showed me has how he has that split up it's he's he's uh it's it's you've you've come quite a long way from just that that avengers and 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 alpha flight where you just basically had the titles and the boxes for the characters and now now you're Adapting a little bit. I, I I like the way they're looking. Thanks, brother. I'm all grown up. Yeah. Well, I, up.
0: I have an idea for a jam piece. What, what you got? Marvel heroines in action poses. hmm. Sans underwear. Commando. <laughs> commando, if you will. Blink. Talisman. Jean Marie. Um, who else? Um, a- anyone with like a split skirt.
3: Oh, Gwen. Um, I know. Uh, Poor gosh, Gwen. You can, see, you can see her dick.
0: <laughs> no, we didn't say Bagley drew <laughs>
3: Oh, the transvestite.
0: <laughs> transvestite Gwen. That's China not China as
1: Gwen. using China
0: <laughs> <also>. <laughs> Hey, Chris isn't here. We could talk wrestling a little bit.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, there,
3: so know, there's not what to talk about these days.
0: Oh, um, last week's Raw was great.
3: Oh my god, it was awful, dude. Last week's maybe, this week's not so much. Wait a minute. You you mean two weeks ago.
1: Post-Rust. You don't don't mean Monday. You don't mean.
0: No, the one where The Undertaker. um,
3: Last night with S.H.I.E.L.D.?
0: Yeah, that was pretty good.
3: That was was the only uh, good part, though. Yeah.
0: I watched it today. I didn't watch it yet. Guess how I watched it today? Uh, Cause I got me a DVR. <laughs> what <laughs> for real? Yeah, I got the up, I got the DirecTV. It's awesome. We have Adventure Time set to record every time it's yeah, on. We record it every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: That's the bomb, diggers.
0: Hey, David. You know what? You missed out on the drink roll call. What you drinking?
3: I am. Uh, I I had some red wine with dinner. I had steak. Red tonight. red wine. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, but now I am sipping on some buffalo trace. and it's going to be a few days before I I have some. Well, I'm guessing I'm bringing something that that's I'm bringing something with me, but it's not um it's not it it's new. So I haven't. I'm looking forward to trying it with you fools.
0: Wow, you know what I'm bringing?
3: Besides yourself,
0: a big ass jar of pepperoncinis. <laughs>
3: oh really? Yeah,
0: peppers, pepperoncinis.
3: Oof. So I eat them life.
0: like I eat them like candy. It's free oh, food, fu- dude. It's free food. There's zero calories.
3: I'd rather eat that than the chaw. You
0: could, yeah. You could, you could eat a whole bottle of pepperoncini's, and the total calorie count zero.
3: What? Zero. I, that's why I feel like, bad. I carrots. I eat the carrots like they're candy. Huh. I'll I'll eat carrots like, yeah. Like they're. I gotta to, have the
0: spice though.
3: Sometimes I'll I'll, mi- I'll mix things up and I'll um I'll pretend like I'm at a, a um a dive bar, and I'll throw, like, a little bit of blue cheese in a ramekin, Ooh, and I'll, dip, oh. I'll dip my carrots in the uh, in the blue cheese, and I'm like, yeah, that's that that's healthy. That's like, you know, <laughs> I, like, I'm I like, take your veggies and... and that's smother. death to me, though. I'll watch you eat it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't like the blue cheese at all myself. It's Not like Really? It's Not even a yeah. salad or nothing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't do it. I don't think okay. on the mold.
0: Hey, let's talk about some comics.
3: Yeah, but do we babe. have to?
0: Yeah, we gotta.
3: Um, do we? I don't know. Have you read anything? Oh. I've, been, I've been I've been prepping for I I, I pack. I've some. been making jam pieces, people. That is true. That <laughs> is. And I have it's it's right next to my bag. I have your Deathstroke pages.
2: Ooh, uh, I forgot all about that. Yes. Nice. I know you did.
3: I, I I have those. I'm I'm bringing a big plastic sleeve in case I pick up any art this weekend. Um, Good
1: idea. I'm bringing I'm bringing a lot of art with me just because I. I decided it'd be fun if, since I'm going to bring the portfolio in, just to throw some stuff in there I haven't had framed yet. So nice. you guys get to see my, my Mike Zek pages.
3: Oh, yeah. You got yeah. the
0: handcuffs to chain to the handle and one on you?
1: Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I might need to invest in that. Cause no, I, seriously.
0: Yeah. Like Jerome. You need Scottie. a valet. It's
1: true. I got my Scotty Young Deadpool cover.
0: Damn, dude. I would never bring that That, that should out. not leave the house. I would n- really. No, that's silly. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's you guys leave shit. it here. Keep that home. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. Because wow. I would take it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, fair uh, enough. I'm All right. I, 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 I um, I'm, I'm packing a, an extra surge strip just in case, like the outlets are a little. You are awesome.
0: You I'm are. Just,
3: no, I'm just. Uh, I, I got to make sure I pull the uh, the plug out of my car because it's got a dual USB, so we can charge and. and... That's what she said.
0: Now, yeah, how I, I... how did we play the the tunes last year? Did did somehow was there an interface in the car to accept? No, that,
3: was, that was my phone.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm hoping we get a model uh, that allows for I like box. Yeah, that'd be nice.
3: IPad. That would be nice. Yeah,
0: because I got a little nano loaded with stuff, so no speakers, right?
3: I got, and I got I i I've, well yeah well if it has you know what I'll I'll take the um the cassette adapter out of my car in case it has a cassette deck.
0: Look and at that, you. That, I that hope that it doesn't, doesn't have a cassette deck. Well,
3: but if it does and we're able to play your Nano, then you'll, you're will you glad it has it. I'll
0: be all over you, like sweat. Exactly.
3: A little, right? A little more than usual.
0: You know what I read this weekend? What? I'm not going to tell you the title of it until... Well, you'll know what it is at a certain point. But um, I can't recall having as good a time reading a miniseries uh, in recent memory, as I did reading this thing. It was a four-issue miniseries. Um, I'm going set it up. And in order to do so, we got to take a little trip back in time. Oh, yes, in time. To, to feudal Japan. You see the waves? Well, you don't see them. You're going to hear them. <coughs> All right, we're back in, in feudal Japan. and uh, there, there was once a man named Takeshi Tetsuo. Uh, whose only crime was that he was extremely proficient at his chosen line of work, and that profession was killing people. Mm. The dude well, he was a samurai. They didn't feel But he had an amazing reputa- reputation for getting the job done. Um, he was an ambitious soul. Uh, Tetsuo was a member of a clan led by the daimyo Ashikagayu. A man who was on the path to becoming shogun. That's a big deal in Japan, right? He was going to become shogun, leader of the country, the top dog. Um, but a man in his position was very much afraid of the skillful swordsman in his, uh, employ, if you will. So what he does is he concocts this little, uh, snipe hunt for Tetsuo and he sends him out into the mountains to kill some non existent thieves. But it was a ruse, of course. And um Ashikaga Yu sent out a legion of warriors to finally remove what he saw as a threat not only to his you know political ambitions, but also his life. Uh, Unfortunately for you Tetsuo's fearful reputation was not based on tall tales at all because he single-handedly ripped through the entire ranks of the Daimyo's assassins. Every single one of them just slaughtered them. We're talking scores of men. One samurai against scores of dudes and he cuts them all down. But not before he has his leg severed below the knee one guy gets in a lucky shot and just just eviscerate well not eviscerates he just removes the dude's leg from his body now he's butchered right and he's bleeding out in the snow and you can see the trail where he dragged himself into this little nook in the side of the the, the mountain and he's just he passes out the dude is losing tons of blood um but his body's picked up by a cloaked figure Ooh, where is this going well uh, when Tetsuo awakes he's amazed he looks down he's like wait a minute I feel and he says whole his leg his severed leg has been magically reattached to his body and this should be you know this should be the red flag so to speak of what's coming where his foot was touching the, uh, the bed cover he moves it and there's a bloody red footprint on the on the bed sheets. Okay? Mm. And this, dun, dun, dun. yes, this slams home the reality of the situation. Like, how did this happen? Well, he was rescued by Kitsune, a fox demon in woman's skin. A creature who uh, she goes uh, by two guises. She looks like a beautiful woman, or she's a three-tailed fox demon with a very ornate sigil, um... Uh, as part of her fur around her her head, but she's subservient to this mysterious entity known as the Iron Demon, who um, just emerged from a portal one day and promised her the secrets to uh, life and death. So she's kind of using this Iron Demon to her advantage, but she's also going to use Tetsuo to her advantage because together... They enact revenge on Ashikaga Yu and remember he was the clan leader of this this Yu clan and from the the remains of his clan Tetsuo creates the foot clan. Uh And he details his progress in a journal called the Ashi no Himitsu which translates to the secret of the foot and uh shortly after he mends uh the bravado of this guy the, the 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 despicableness goes up infinitely i mean he just runs roughshod over japan he demands subservience to the foot clan he he wants a uh, tribute he wants land and he does not care who he kills in in the process men women children doesn't matter but so the surviving members of the u clan the ones that were integrated into this foot uh... entity they're not happy with tetsuo they 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 want him out uh... especially one Orokomaji who has noticed that tetsuo doesn't seem to age like normal human beings i mean the, the the reason for this is 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 because kitsune is feeding Tetsuo a longevity serum. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you dick, what are you laughing at?
3: I'm not no that that's for me, because she's watching the cat. There.
0: What's up, baby? Um so This you, is what's up, baby. What's up, baby? Te, uh, Tetsuo is requires this serum in order to stay young. There, there's one sequence in the in the the comic where he's flat on his back, um his hair's all gray and Kitsune comes up to him gives him the potion and bingo turns back into middle-aged uh Tetsuo. Uh so so uh, Oroko Maji notices this and and schedules an attack right when Tetsuo is at his weakest. Seconds before he drinks this this much-needed concoction, he kills him. And uh Kitsune goes, "You have no idea what you've done." And she curses him she 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 says because you did this i'm placing a curse when well, not paraphrasing uh i'm placing a curse on your family that one of your own is going to be the death of you and he's like yeah whatever you know i got the job done uh tetsuo is dead whatever but um kitsune uses the iron demon's knowledge of life and death and reincarnates the fallen tetsuo as the son of Rokumaji a boy named ah Saki, uh, sake, sake, a yeah. man we know by the name of Shredder. OK, yes. obviously, this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's a four issue miniseries. It's called The Secret History of the Foot Clan. It is uh the story was by Mateus Santoloco, and the script was by the same, Mateus, S- and Eric Burnham. And it was drawn by Mateus Centuloco, whom I've told is a new regular artist on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I could not be happier because the dude is flat out incredible. The best. Next to Andy Kuhn. No, tied with Andy Kuhn. Tied with Andy Coon for the the best visual representation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to date out of IDW.
1: Get the flock out of
0: here. gorgeous absolutely stunning art the battles are intense as hell it's almost like a ballet watching these characters fling their swords around and he draws these speed lines next to, it was not manga speed lines it's picture Gabe Hardman-esque gritty rough speed lines and and the the it, well, I'll get into it it's just so gorgeous color is by Jal Vieira all right so But a really cool twist to this story is, so now we were in feudal Japan. Let's go to the present day. You say, what does this have to do with the turtles other than this being the history of Shredder? It's got a lot to do with the turtles because April has a history professor. Uh, One Dr. Miller. Nudge, nudge. Ah. Yes, isn't that funny? Uh, And he has taken upon himself to translate what pages remain from the Ashi no Himitsu. He's translating the book. Now, doing something as foolhardy as this is going to bring you to the notice of who? Shredder, Karai, the Foot Clan. So, Shredder kidnaps uh the doctor and plops the real, uh, well, the 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 majority of the uh Ashi no Himitsu in front of him and says, "Translate." And the turtles are drawn into it, and you know who else is in this? Alopex, that that female fox mutant. Um, oh, yeah. one, 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 it's actually Kevin Eastman's first new creation for the Turtles universe in fifteen years. I love, oh. I love this character. But now, now, the th- <sniffs> the best part about this is you don't really get this from the miniseries. But if you have read the IDW Turtles. Since its inception. When did it start? 2010, I think? 2010, mm-hmm. sorry. They're on issue like 21 now, I think. Um, mm-hmm. there was another member of the Foot Clan. Back when it was, uh, on the mend, when it was an honorable institution before, uh, Splinter, uh, corrupted it. Uh, a man named Hamato Yoshi. Do you know who that is? Yes. Yes. Uh, but. Of course it's uh Splinter for those who don't know. Uh they they have tweaked the the continuity of the turtles to uh make Shredder kill Hamato Yoshi's wife. Oh. And then this is the coolest part. I love that they did this. Oroko Saki later finishes off the rest of the family. Hmm. He he kills Hamato Yoshi and his four sons and they're all reincarnated. So now Splinter's not just the mentor, not just the sensei of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's their reincarnated father.
1: That's crazy. That's friggin'
0: awesome. It's so simple. Like I, I, I don't remember them ever having done that before. It's like Did the old they? Darth Vader thing. No, it's beautiful. It's, it's just, it, it's so perfect. I think, you know, I don't know what. I think it's better than the Eastman Laird.
1: Whoa, dude. No,
0: really. I, I well, wow. Eastman, Eastman's in on this, so it's, it's, it's. 50% there already, right? But no, I think it's brilliant. I love it. Um, and like I said, Santa Loco's art is absolutely spectacular. You, you, you pick up the first issue of Secret History of the Foot Clan, look at it, bathe in the beautiful, uh, art, and wait until they collect it, and then get them all, all four in one shot, and it is gonna be a book you will go back to over and over. It is such a rewarding read. All the stuff I just told you, First issue. Damn! Wow. No kidding. Issue number one. Uh, first half of issue number one. I will not spill the beans. I will not tell you who the Iron Demon is. Let's just say it ties in another. It's not Bebop, is it? it ties in another it's part of, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. It's brilliant. It's it's so smartly Casey written. Jones? No, Casey's in it. Nice. mm Hmm. And Karai, great, dude. man, Karai has such a daddy. Com- she's got an electric complex. She <laughs> she wants to please the shredder, and he just will not give her. You, you know?
1: are a unapologetic uh, IDW fan at this point. I am. Yeah, I am. If
0: if if they published, um, you know, big dicks weekly, I, I would <laughs> probably buy it. I love I mean, how you say if, <laughs> no. or probably. No, secret secret of the Hist- secret history of the Foot Clan is. I, I'm gonna put, put what little reputation I have on the line and say, if you don't like this book, no really, if you don't like this book, man, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to give you. Because it is this close and my fingers are really, really pressing against each other to perfect. Oof. Yes. The tur- Eddie praise. Santa Loco's rendition of the turtles. Oh, stunning. And, and he does these little subtle things with their masks. Like, okay, all the masks are a different color. They don't all have red, mm-hmm. but like, say, Mike's has notches going in towards his eyes and Donatello has notches coming out, like little, little tiny. They, they look like they were cut from cloth very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, and haphazardly. So they're not completely. Um, horizontal when they're on their faces. So there's little notches in them, and each one is designed differently, but they all have a cohesive quality to them. It's beautiful. It's just, it's just so smart. Yeah, get it. Damn. Three thumbs up. If I had another arm, I would do three. Thumbs if only
1: up. I was going to be somewhere where there's going to be lots of comics for sale. No,
0: I'm telling you, you got to get this.
3: Yeah. Suck it, suck it, nah. That's right. David. Yes, sir. Reading player. Uh, there's one thing I'm saving for in your travels again, like last week. What? What? It's your new, go- it's your new go-to move. It kind of is, but this I I didn't want to. It works. Um, because I I really want to make sure people know about it, so I do not want to just. And I didn't I didn't finish it yet because I'm taking my time with it, but it's something I I want to recommend to other people. Um, I have not read a whole lot, sadly. I I um. After um because I'm still I'm still making my way through through Wasteland since we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about that hopefully next week. So that's that's kind of where I've been. I, I I there's been no reason to take a break and try to read something else in between issues of this. I've just you I'm lot. You've been it a looking lot. for Ariasi is what you've been looking for. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess and, 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 and Golden Voice is telling us not to go there. So it's it's just it's um I'm not gonna talk about it without without Chris here, but I I have been I have been enjoying it more than I more than I expected to. So um, I I gave it the short shrift. On I'm kind of just shrugging it off after the first couple issues. I I I should have hunkered down and and manned up and and stuck with it. The um, but I did. Oh crap! See, I, I I'm 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 like worthless tonight. I I just I wanted to um. There was one thing. Oh, that was it. I was. I saw a tweet. L- I think it was late last week. Maybe it was earlier this week. Where, where Vince actually said that I was right.
0: You were right on a number of occasions last week. Not that that's a, something that is surprising, um, but it just seemed like there was a string of them.
1: It was an unusual hot streak, as we're saying. No,
0: he started with Orphan Black. His, his suggestion That's true. for Orphan Black was dead on. I loved it, and I, I will continue to love it, and Me so too. thank you to David. Yep. Um, uh, was the next one the comic? Yes.
3: The next one was the comic,
0: yes. Yes, and David last week uh, pushed um, Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis and Dexter Vines' Nova, and I read all three issues to date, and... God damn him! David was right again. It's really good,
3: right? It's almost like it doesn't feel like Jeff Loeb, but it does. But it—it's it, just—it's. Well Vince is much more of a Jeff Loeb fan than we are, though, on a
1: regular basis. Yeah,
0: but when you put Loeb and McGinnis and Vines together, uh, a la the old, the good old days of the Hulk, I really can't say no. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, um, and Gamora. Hanging around oh, with oh, the side boob.
1: Oh, I, it's, it's, let me tell you what that uh, I forget who it was in our forum bought that page where Gamora and Rocketeer Rock, uh, cross. Oh yeah, that's that's a great page,
0: man. What did it that is. go for?
1: I can't. Oh uh, no, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't expensive.
0: Well, McGinnis is not expensive. I
3: no, I find books, that like it's two, two, that's I think it's it's the last page of the first issue. It's a full page. It's a splash page, and and. I, you, you could have charged whatever he wanted well, to. Well, you decided. know, I,
0: I got to say, McGinnis, if if it went for under a grand, McGinnis it, is not a very good businessman because all he had to do is no, really, seriously, sit on that page until the movie comes out, and he probably could. He'd be like Scotty Young, getting like six figures for a page. i I jest, but uh, you know what I mean. Like, why mm-hmm. why did he have to let that go now?
1: Well, it uh, his loss is our.
0: Well true. That's Community members gain. Good on you. But yeah, I, I thought it was spectacular. I love the kid. Um, Sam is, is a great little character so far. Uh, I, I like how he interacts with his little sister. Yep. How, you know, he's he's the 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 scorned child because you know daddy's a loser and um daddy's not around for him, but he's the surrogate father for the little girl that that shows the kid has compassion he's he 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 has a sense of 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 right and wrong he's like a little Peter parker almost to yeah. an, to an extent yeah
3: he's not uh he doesn't um he doesn't annoy me it's it's um i'm I'm reading a book where the main character is, is a young kid, a high school student who, and, but he's not, he's not Amadeus Cho. He's not, he's, he's, he's not, he's not written to be an annoying character. I have, he, he feels, he reads like a normal kid and, and there isn't anything, there isn't anything extraordinary about him. there isn't anything that that that's special about him until the helmet comes in his possession and he realizes that his father wasn't full of shit and and that's basically where we go from there but it's still it you're, you're still you're reading the story basically through his eyes and and there's um there's no there's nothing that I'm, I'm scoffing at yet, even though, you know, there's a talking raccoon standing on his chest in a hospital room with a green woman next to him. But there isn't anything that that Sam is doing where I throw my arms in the air and go, this is right. shit.
0: I think Loeb's rendition of Rocket Raccoon is a little bit too far on the feral side. Like, when he when he discharges the energy weapon in the hospital against a kid armed only with a pillow... Like that—that's a little extreme. Yeah, yes, and and then the, then the nurse comes in and there's no blast marks at all in the room. Like you just discharge this big ass gun, yes, and yes. and there's no residue at all. But I mean, yeah, I know I'm 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 splitting hairs, but um, no, I I thought it was great. Uh, I liked it a lot. And the art when when you put Dexter Vines on McGinnis, I mean, it's just like butter. It's so yes. slick it's just gorgeous art
3: they are a, they are a great team
0: it's it's like uh, hope and crosby like like sure. M- McCartney and lennon they they just they're at this point when you say McGinnis, I automatically expect it to be followed with dexter vines
3: yeah yeah. although on the hope for a while there it was it was mark farmer but yeah yeah um, yeah the uh it, and tying into the whole cosmic thing and this is whereas Bendis is pretty much I guess we'll say in charge of um of the uh of the X-Men corner of the Marvel universe. Uh Bendis is writing Guardians of the Galaxy and I am liking that because whereas Loeb is handling Nova um and and Aaron is writing Thanos Rising and and you have Bendis on Guardians of the Galaxy. I like when you have different writers working on the properties in, in one corner. I, you know, whether you say it's going on, it went on way too long. It, the Avengers basically had one voice for many years. And yeah, now, sure, you're right. Sure. You're
0: right. I mean that in all the books across the board, uh, Stan stood or fell based on the merits of one guy. Right. And and of course editorial. But when you got a d- bunch of different voices, that's exciting.
3: It is, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the, the Marvel cosmic again, and and that was, I mean, it's not to say I didn't when when um DNA were writing Guardians of the Galaxy a few years oh, ago, it was good. And, and, and so you know it it was, but it's it's um it's it's a little different this time around. It's it's a completely different Nova, and and this whole thing with 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 the um the Dark Core and and the uh, and the guardians of the galaxy is a little different it's 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 nice and it's it's a good i guess it's it's a good time for it, especially with the movie coming out next year but it's it's um it's nice to have the uh the guardians kind of um i don't know i mean it it's it seems that after we we had valentino's guardians and that was um
0: lots of fun
3: right and then there wasn't much, and then we had after Annihilation everything else. We had we had the NAs version, and then that I, to me that kind of petered away only because of it, the crossovers. It did. Like you're that. right.
0: You're yeah. right. I I lost interest during War of Kings. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's where it just it just seemed like Annihilation, and then uh, like Annihilation. What was the one? Conquest? Conquest. Conquest yeah. yeah. I mean that that was. It kept it kept me enthralled, but then um, when War of Kings came out, I was like, wow, "I don't even feel like reading this thing."
3: Yeah, it was. And, and then there was I,
0: another one, right? Like Realm of Kings after that.
3: Yeah, I read it all and enjoyed it. I mean, I, I think uh... I still have the hardcover of War of Kings. I have to I have to get back to it. it I mean, it had a lot of things in there that I should have enjoyed, minus Darkhawk. But you had you had the Space Knights. You had um, you 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 had, you had some great art, but. Um, I guess I just, for whatever reason, I wasn't feeling it as I was reading it, and and I, I put it down, and I hadn't gone back to it yet. But I, I guess this just came along at the right time this time. And,
0: yeah, um, it's sweet. I'm um, thinking. I will say that so far, Loeb has not consulted the playbook to get that 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 old standby, um, you know, approach where he just litters the initial arc with so many characters to. You know disguise the fact that the plot is really paper thin like Mm -hmm. like i'm 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 crossing my fingers we don't see namor or the thing or the red hulk pop up you know like he just likes to festoon his stories with so many characters just to you know yes it does make for a visually exciting book but you know the narrative is when there's that many characters there's there can't be too many things going on they wrap it up in six issues you know right so he did that on the hulk but there's not there wasn't really much going on back in the hulk um back then anyway until parker got on it. parker really um threw the curveball into the hulk when when he and and gabriel hardman were on the book that was a really really exciting book because they the, he, the approach subjects that and and like storylines that you wouldn't expect to see, you know, Banner and, uh, and company and the, the Red Hawk. It was great. Right. Yeah. Whatev. Whatev. Uh, Let's do a live just, tweet. Wanna?
1: Yeah, just real quick though before I did, I wanted to give a. Uh, I meant to do it this in the beginning, but we uh, we were a little uh, we were a little off kilter because of. Uh, Having to play four parts with the two of us—it
0: was fun. Um,
1: I wanted to give shout out to uh, our buddies at uh, at Sidebar, which is another podcast, and we've talked about in the past. But to my mind, really, I mean, right up there with the very best of um, of interview podcasts that there is, and um, and and the guys are are always talking to artists, and it's a very process-driven conversation usually. Um, they had the opportunity this month to speak to John Ramita Jr, and it was a really great conversation i you know for a guy that 's been so ubiquitous for most of our reading careers or reading hobbyist you know lifetimes um, i don 't know that i 've seen John uh, interviewed too often, and Ramita is like a super straight shooter and it was it 's definitely worth a listen if you don 't already listen to sidebar on the regular. But I want to mention something to you guys because I just it's stuck in my mind. Um, Ramita was talking about, you know, in the early part of his career and how he essentially suffered, in his opinion, from reverse nepotism because you know he was John Ramita's son. And first of all, his dad said, if you really want to be an artist, because he didn't want him to be, I'm not going to help you at all. And second of all, he said, in spite of his dad making it clear he wasn't going to help him. There was still this stigma that he was John Ramita's kid, and so if anything, editors and uh, collaborators made it all the harder for him to get a leg up until he really proved himself. But he said that um, the the best piece of advice he got in his early career didn't come from his dad; it came from. You want to take a guess?
0: Uh, don't say Stan.
1: No, no, no. Okay. No, no. he said his three biggest influences were. Artistic influences were his father, uh uh Kirby, obviously, and um the the answer to this question.
0: Joe Kubert. You know? No. Hmm. You gotta tell us David, now. Steve, you want to guess? Uh oh wait, his uncle Sal. No. Wow.
1: John uh, Busema.
3: I was just gonna say, damn it, yeah.
1: Yeah. And John and Ramita said that the advice that Busema gave him early in his career, that he has kept with him forever and tries to impart to all artists that solicit his advice about their careers. Busema went over to his ta- draft table one day early in his career and grabbed his pencil and ripped the eraser off and said, Forget the eraser exists.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> and Ramita said, What are you talking about? He's like, You're obsessed with the eraser your first instincts are almost every time going to be your best instincts. Learn to trust yourself. Forget your eraser exists. And he said he's lived by that. And so for good or for bad, you know, obviously 30 years later, it seemed to work for him. He's always telling artists that you need to trust your instincts, which is very, very hard for artists to do. But he said you need to do it. And he, he made the analogy that we're losing some of that with digital because it's so easy for guys to erase and edit oh, and get yeah. control Z. Control it's Z a curse. Crazy. It's a curse. And uh, so, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. I just, that's you know, one of the reasons
0: why I'm not using the antique these days.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Because
0: cool. It, it, it is. I mean, you draw a line, control Z. Draw a line, control Z. I can't tell you. That's why I'm so damn slow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and today, I threw down on paper because I had a couple minutes to kill and I wanted to throw my buddy. A couple new images and i i did like six headshots in in the space of you know uh 45 minutes and i would mm-hmm. never be able to accomplish that on the cintiq there you go yeah but sage advice from from big john yeah um every time i think of john ramita jr a- as a, a man who has children of his own i i i only can wonder after all was said and done how gratifying it was for John Ramita, Sr., to, uh, a- obviously, one of the greatest artists to ever put pencil to paper in the comic mm-hmm. industry, to have sired a, a, uh, a child that was, in my, that is, in my opinion, one of, one of the greatest artists to ever put pencil to paper. I mean, lightning struck with John Romita, and then it, and then it happened again with his son. Like, and and from what you're telling me, he he gave well, we can't say little input, but he didn't exactly coddle the kid and 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 right. spoon feed him how to do it. I mean, he he made him blaze his own trail. Just to sit back, you know, in your easy chair, and you're, you're John Romita thinking, "Damn it, my my son did it."
1: Yeah, yeah. Romita Jr. said that he um. His dad said, "Look, you're not going to be an illustrator. You're going to go to college," and then made him do two years of college. And at the end of the, and John kept saying, "I want to draw. I want to draw." And his dad said, "If you if you finish two years of college and you still want to draw, I'm not going to stop you from quitting college and drawing. But I'm not going to, you know, you got to support yourself. You got to if you got to get another job, whatever you got to do, you know, I'm not going to." Right,
0: and then there was the seven seasons of uh, Who's the Boss in between there. Right, that yeah, he I, had to yeah, do
3: after Taxi. The, um, <laughs> but how it's just, I know we're. I think I think we were all raised with the idea that um, if you fucked up, you would get a smack from your parents, and if if uh, I mean I I my dad had a paddle from college that that you know he he had hanging on the wall in case my brother and I. Acted up. Simply. See, I think that's Reminds. where our our few years age difference actually
1: does affect our experiences. Because I feel like my parents were the first of 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 the generation that was vehemently opposed to any kind of mm. physical, uh discipline.
3: I mean, it's not. I mean, I I didn't get a backhand, but if, yeah. No, I'm just saying. Least, so but the, the threat right. of the backhand was there, right? And, and yeah, yeah. yeah same and with so me. There was there was um that is interesting though, Jason. I didn't mm-hmm. think of that. And the um no wonder. But it just it just goes to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just the way, the way things change over the generations where you had, you had John Romita Jr. and, and his father treat him that way. You had Joe Kubert tell his sons that it wasn't going to be a free ride and they had to do everything they could to make it in, in, in the business they wanted to make it in. And, and it's just, it, yeah, I mean, I, I look around and I see, um, the way students act on campus, or even, you know, you go, you go to the mall, you go anywhere, and, and absolutely. Entitled. And, and, That's it's, what it is. It is absolutely. It's, it's yeah. entitled and, and, and selfishness. And it's, I see it in my daughter. She does not. Just, yeah. They, yeah.
0: they, they do, well, I don't want to get on a, on a huge rant You're, about this, right but they, 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 they seem to think that expending any kind of energy in a certain direction, unless it's entertainment, is wrong. Or, or it's, it, you know, I my daughter will just like, you know, why don't you clean your room? Why don't you do this? Why don't, you, why don't Why don't you just like study for God's sake? You know, maybe open a book. Nah, Zach Zach Efron's on TV. I'm just gonna sit here and watch him. <laughs> like, and and it just frustrates the hell out of me because, I'll be perfectly honest, the reason why I'm not as good as I want to be is because I had that same freaking attitude for a lot of years. Mm. Where, where you know, like I, I, I have, I achieved a certain level of competency and I didn't push myself. Right. I thought, you know what, this is good enough. I am I got a job. I, I, I make decent money doing artwork. I'm not going to sweat. And, and it took my buddy and, and a bunch of other people to show me that that's just freaking wrong. That's wrong headed. You know, why wouldn't you push, push yourself? You right. don't, you don't get any better. And and so now I'm I'm having a hell of a time trying to undo all the damage I did to myself. And try and tell a kid this? Forget it. Yeah, N- right. Unless it's coming out of Jack Black's mouth or, you know, somebody famous, they're not going to listen to it.
1: Yeah, no, I think to both your points, I, I mean, I see it. My kids are a little, well, at least my older, my kids, I guess, are like a couple years younger than yours, Vince, like on a relative basis. And uh, and I, I I I think that's the biggest challenge that, Parents, at least if our generation have, I, 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 um, I see it too in my kids. You know, I think they're they're great kids, and they're they're uh, you know, knock on wood, seem to be very smart, and you know, they're outgoing and stuff. But I, I see the entitlement, and, and admittedly, it's also a, a, a very um, it, it's 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 something I need to wrestle with again because of the fact that it's not lost on me. Like, there are certain, you know, it's, uh, nature versus nurture, right? And, and in some ways they, they're entitled because they live an entitled life that I can't like, you know, I can't help that they live in the house they live in and go to the school they go to. You know what I mean? Like, that's, right. we have chose, I have put them in that position, like, by design, right? But it's very much an effort to offset the natural, uh, advantages that kids have. And, and, and again, it's, this is, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm focused on it for my kids but I do think to to David's point and to your point it's a generational thing like yeah. our are the kids in in this generation are, are are entitled in the sense that they live unbelievably leisurely lives right yeah. we, we have provided for them in a way and college is part of that too and David you know, working at college you probably see it and it makes you sick like I see this now I mean there are plenty of studies that have shown that most well not most I shouldn't that's an overstatement but many kids today that go to four year colleges shouldn 't the expense of a four year college and what they 're getting out of it really don 't have any correlation as to what they 're going to do with their lives, but it 's just become like this instantiated thirteenth or sixteenth grade it 's just accepted like but, yeah, go to that that 's
0: also endemic to this country you don 't see yes. that kind of behavior in 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 uh, in most other countries because they have to earn it
2: right, right it
0: right. 's not given to to them, but you know in, in your case just because you provide it's it's like getting them into a a five star restaurant i'll get you in but how you behave once you're in there is on you right you know right. so sure. so you can't fault you for getting them in i mean that's your job as a father but
1: the trick is is to make them realize you know nothing helps better than experience you know i mean True. kids are and it's very hard to like actually i just had this conversation last week with my oldest i and i said to him basically look you know you love your life right oh yeah it's great to – well, here's the thing. Chances are, I'm like, I, ha- I said to him, I said, I have three sons. This is going to sound cold-hearted, but the chances are of all three of you becoming adults and having the life that I've provided you here are slim to none. I'm like, statistics argue that <laughs> that, that, that all three of you are not going to live the way that we live. Right. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm just saying, like, I hope, obviously, as a father, I hope very much that you all grow up and are far more successful than I am. But just statistically, being you know, being an, like that's not likely, you know, like and so I'm like if you if you like the way your life is going so far, you need to bust your ass and get lucky and have things fall into place to have the life that you're currently accustomed to. That's crazy. You know, like, that's like, something hot. You know what I'm saying? But that, yeah. but like, but it, you know, it's hard. You know, a ten year old doesn't like. It's a shocking thing for him to hear, but he still isn't. He doesn't have the perspective. You know, he is not you know, I'm not. He doesn't have a. You know, he doesn't have a right, job it, yet. Right,
0: but it's good to start now, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah and it's, for
1: a rude awakening when you just get a job when he's 15. And that's,
0: that to bring it all back oh, to to I, comics I, and and artists. Yeah, that that's too. pretty much what John Romita Sr. did to yeah. to to his yeah. son, and that that's just smart parenting. Yeah, he made yep. he made him earn it.
1: And another yeah. cool thing, because I know we like to make fun of Mark Miller, but uh, I have to say, if there's anything good to come of Mark Miller's um, ostentatiousness. Uh, John Romita implied very strongly in the in the in the interview that the Kick-Ass series of comics and his ownership therein via the movies is very much on the way to giving him uh, financial independence in a way that he never had in his entire life. Oh, that's Fantastic. awesome.
0: That is So awesome. that's
1: pretty freaking cool, dude. Yes. And, 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 Let, let's yeah. Let's
0: hope some of that trickles down to. Well, I'm sure it will. To his father.
1: Oh, I, I don't. Yeah. Think. I mean, his dad's.
3: You mean he moves up to his dad.
0: No, it takes care of his father. Oh, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And then, and 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 it does. Jack you know, without, never had that without, yeah. without without um. Come on. But no, you're right. Without um, going off on on a tangent that has nothing to do with, with with our normal discussion, but it just it it um it just reiterates to me that that actions have have consequence, and and if you just, as Vince was talking about, you know, the restaurant and 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 behaving and things. Like, it just you have to, and and that's and that's where the whole um, um, not punishment, but but just the. I was I was brought up to realize that if you know if, if you do something that reflects poorly on 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 your parents or how you were brought up then you know then 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 that's that's what happens it's just we 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 live in this litigious world with you know and, and everybody's got child protective services on speed dial and it's just oh. it it doesn't even have it's like why are we even there but i mean and i don't want to go down that road so i'm just but it, it's it's yeah it's that whole it really is it's it's and it's which just reflects that it's it's generational
0: Yep, because with great power comes great responsibility
3: no one gets Who it. Who said that? No one gets, uncle Ben. Some, some dork. <laughs> some dork's uncle. Let,
0: let's check the, the clock here and see
3: where we are. And the tweetage.
0: Oh, we still got some time. Let's do a tweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Oh, boy.
3: Now, here's one from John Bowman. Oh.
0: Well, why don't you read it?
3: Are expensive hardcovers and omnibus books detrimental to the health of the industry outpricing content from average consumers.
0: I say the nay.
3: I I kind of do too. I mean it's a pretty I mean yeah, it's, it's not something that we really have to I don't know if we have to debate too much as I'm reading it, but yeah. I, If it was
0: the only format, then maybe, but it's right. not. It's not. Yeah, yeah I there's there's, agree. A, there's a multitude of flavors available. Um, you know, y- if you go for the the
3: I mean you could read the Green Lan- you can read the Gil Kane Green Lantern showcase, which is black and white, 15 bucks. Or you can get the oversized hardcover for seventy-five in full color, $19. with the $19. same art. Oh, Show, it's up to nineteen. Showcase, I, have, yeah. I have my first volume, right. and it's still you have an original five hundred pages for nine ninety-nine. Yeah, they also
0: went back on the uh, first volume of Superman. I think it was nine ninety-nine when it came out. They've they've uh, transformed that to the current uh, pricing. Oh, Okay. Yeah, Justice you, League of America was fifteen. Yeah, just like Walking Dead. You can't okay. get the first Walking Dead trade for for nine ninety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: So yeah. So I would say yeah. No, I don't. I, I I say no.
0: But it's a it's a good thought. I mean, he's he's thinking.
3: Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and if if yeah, if you if, if you look at maybe whatever Amazon's selling at the moment or the things that are promoted in previews, then then yeah, that might that might seem that the the omnibus or where especially when you have like the adamantium edition yeah like yeah. that i mean yeah they they can it's you know they're they're some of them can be the, the the spinners of of the the comic book world but i think you hit the nail on the head though i
1: mean like even the adamantium edition which i'm going to be getting uh, <laughs> so, so those are um you know those are uh luxury you know those are uh luxury right. pieces they, you know they're designed for high-end collectors who have extra income and want something that's sort of special and shiny, you know, they're not... Again, to your point, if that was the only place you could all of a sudden read those Wolverine stories, then yeah, that would that would be gouging and, I think, detrimental, but Lord knows there's a million different ways you can read each and every one of those stories uh, in lots of different versions, ranging from, you know, off-the-shelf cheap to, to, you know... To the
3: actual issues.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing, too, is I think that a lot of these, like he referenced omnibuses and absolutes, the other thing about these is they are quite often, um, well, less so with the absolutes, but more so with the, a lot of the omnibuses. They collect works that would otherwise be really prohibitive for people to read. Sure. I mean, you know, if you're getting an Iron Man one or Thor or Fantastic Four or Avengers omnibus, you know, t- to buy those issues, even in reader copy, would be thousands of dollars. Yeah. So uh, no, I think I think you guys. I mean, it's I think it's pretty simple now.
3: Yeah. And I'm pleasant. I, I well. I'll say surprise, whether it was pleasantly or not. I, I, I was, for me, when I look at purchasing an omnibus. Although, in my case, with with the new X Men, it was it, this wasn't the case. But if all right, no artist editions, I would not, I would not buy. Um, bless you, I would not buy Born Again, uh, as my one copy to own and read i bought that because I know the story. I love the story I read it when it originally came out, but you have but i apparently there are people who bought <laughs> the uh you know the the Secret Wars on the bus, and that's their first experience reading secret wars and I'm like i i would I would purchase an omnibus because it just it means something to me, and that's and that's yeah, I wanna a keepsake of it I, I would not buy an omnibus as I've never heard this before, so I'm gonna read enemy of the state and I'm gonna pay seventy five bucks for it i that's that's crazy to me to buy something like that sight unseen without but trying but
0: to it work. does attract a different audience than your average regular Wednesday comic buyers mm-hmm. um, it, it it attracts a more financially stable sure. me, meaning older um, group of 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 people where like um, somebody curious hey that x-men movie was pretty good me and my wife liked it i want to maybe see check out some of these things that you know these comics where it came from yeah i'll buy this wolverine omnibus what the heck you know i I can afford it and and so you 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 don't attract well i don't want to say kids because we know they don't read them but (laughs) you know you don't attract the college level around there because they don't have the money to throw at an omnibus by and large right here's another cool um live tweet this is from gambit attacks he's new
1: he no. Yes. Hey, welcome, Gambit.
0: Yeah. He said, uh, favorite artist that you wish could have penciled a comic you hold dear to your hearts. Wow. So, so it, it's almost like, um, the old switcheroo, um, most loved works. Who would you feel fit to, uh, step into the shoes of, of your loved ones, uh, so to speak? And I, I gotta say, I would love, to see Richard Corbin do uh commandy I think that would be oh, wow. gorgeous yeah it's, he's pretty much one of the only ones I would want to see tackle Commandy mm. yeah can you imagine Corbin with all those different creatures and 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 uh, locales my God Corbin would nail it
1: no argument there uh fool' uh, the mutant world it's pretty much
0: the same thing
1: well, my first thought is I would like for Frank Quitely to have done all the issues of New X-Men instead of... Yeah. <laughs>
0: but,
1: <laughs> um,
0: the VanSkyver ones, I can't even look at them. Sex. Yeah. And, yeah,
1: and I know you think reasonably better Over of Corday day than I do, but...
0: <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Corday's um, New X-Men are great. No, they're not.
1: They are. It's a well-trodden debate we've had about this. Story. You know what?
0: You look up the word great in the dictionary, and right next to it, there's the Igor Corday Phantom X. Right there. No,
1: I, I think you look up the word fast and Igor Corday. No, it's,
0: no. It's not fast. <laughs> it's loose.
1: <laughs> loose in the caboose, man. Fast and bulbous. Uh, um, let me think. Let's see. Well, I mean, this is kind of a twist on the old, like, who's your favorite? What, you know, if you could have your favorite art. Like, uh, let's see, I guess maybe, uh, I don't know, it's tough for me, because as I'm thinking back of, like, some of my favorite works, to me, that's, the that's, artist that's, is so seminal to exactly. the reason. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm trying to think of works that I enjoyed, but more because of the story and not necessarily for the art. Um, Jeez. Whew. I, I don't know. I have to say, I, I'm really blanking out on this one. I apologize. I,
0: I know the the writer and the artist are pretty much inseparable because they're the same person. But I think a John Byrne Dark Knight Returns would be really cool. Mm. No? I, I don't know. I mean... That's why I say you can't really separate the artist and, yes. the, and the writer from that.
3: Because I was also thinking about it. Who who Who's an artist who I haven't seen on a like, you know, Matt Wagner on that Paul Smith era. Ah, I got Excellent. one. I got Go one. Ahead. Check Go it. Ahead.
1: I would love to have seen
3: Sinkevitch draw Arkham Asylum. Wow. Mm. See, I see that cover to Arkham Asylum, and it's almost Sinkevitch.
0: I I think Arkham that's Asylum's pretty perfect.
3: Again, um, I but that's sort of right. what the question's begging. It's saying yeah. a book that you covet. That mm. I mean, I'm not. I have kidding. that. I, I have it, thanks to to Derek Howard. I still need to read it. That, that that's one story I have yet to read. Wait, really? Yeah, Arkham I haven't read it yet. Wow. Why is that? I just it was um it was during a time where I wasn't really reading. Um, it wasn't canon, so it wasn't something that I I I needed to read. It was it was Grant mm-hmm. Morrison, you know, doing um not it was not so much Batman, just and it was and 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 Dave McKean who I I had no real. Who with? I, I <coughs> <coughs> oh sorry. Whoa. It's okay. Whoa, sorry. I
0: mean, I'm gonna die, David.
3: You <laughs> don't M- die Mupons. yet? Mupons. I know, right? It's really. I strange. couldn't reach it. How many? As, we're gonna have everybody. Vince blow out my eardrums, and then one dude go. Vince blow <laughs> off my ear anytime. Oh uh, yeah, my um, yeah, my fans. Yeah, well, fans. the
0: crazy Dan ones, according to David. See, all
3: right. Well, <laughs> right. I'm want to call Dan crazy. That's on you. Um, He's my kind of crazy. The. Uh, Kathy Bates up in here. Yeah, I will. You know, I don't think I don't think yeah, with, the, with the block between your ankles. <laughs> I don't think I I don't I won't bring Arkham Asylum with me this weekend. But I I, I promise I will read that within the next couple of months so we can talk about oh, it. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh, but I, I I'm thinking there was a there was a little, uh, pretty much all for naught because um the editor told Matt Wagner that the four issues he was doing. Was it going to matter by the end? But Matt Wagner did a little four-issue mini series of the Demon, and I uh. think that would look pretty spiffy uh, under the uh, the inks of Mister Chris Somni.
0: Ooh, yeah, it's almost there now.
3: I, I would like to see. Yeah, I would like to see, maybe even in black and white. But I think I, I would really like to see a Somni Demon
0: or Richard Corbin. Oh, you know what? Back to to Bill Sienkiewicz for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Stan. what I originally perceived as um, radical, of course it was, but um, adventurous, um, experimental, and exciting to my eyes. As a twenty years later, I see is incredibly self indulgent. Where, where his art. Whereas, if I if I were the writer um, on those books, and I'm not talking about Claremont, because the like the Demon Bear. That's, right. all, that's all Bill Sienkiewicz. I mean, the, the, the writing is okay, but in that instance, it's the art that really makes the story. But a lot of Bill Sienkiewicz's stuff now, I look back on it and it just looks like somebody just whacking off on the page. Wow. It, it, it looks extremely self-indulgent to me. I, I respect the drawing ability, sure, but the noodling and the excessive, um, the excessive injection of personality at the expense uh, of the storytelling, I, I would not be happy w- working on a book with Bilson Cabbage if I were a writer. Oh, I could see that. I mean, yeah. again,
1: it's, you know, yeah, I could see that. Yeah,
0: he just he just takes over the show. Everything becomes this dark, surreal, visceral, big eyes, hair standing on edge, you know, like scratchy, whirlwind of marks and sometimes this story doesn't call for that Mm -hmm. you know
1: hey i have i have a live tweet here and i'm gonna i'm gonna attempt to answer for you guys to see how right i am okay okay carlos mr Aztec Los asks if a time portal opened and thank god he didn't say like a doctor who thing if a time portal (laughs) opened at a convention and you could go back in time to get an artist commission from anyone who's who's currently dead, so a deceased artist who would oh, it be. Oh, it's cake!
3: It's I know. So okay, so <laughs> it's
1: cake. so my I mean my answer would be John Bustema. Yep. For sure, that'd yeah. be easy. I'm gonna say Vince. This would be easy because it'd be Kirby.
0: Yeah, you're gonna make me cry.
1: Right. and then yep. for David, I'm gonna. This is the, a little bit of a harder one, but I'm gonna say it's Gil Kane.
3: You got it.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't even think I'd make it to the con- to the commission stage. I would be gushing over Jack would, yeah, so much. I'd be. You know what? I don't. I don't need anything to you, from you. The fact that I'm in your, the same physical space as you, more or less, and, oh, and that would be so awesome to just. Yeah, I would. I would just. I but, would just listen to him breathe.
1: See, I would go up to John and I would, I would just, I would try and use all of my wit and charm to invite him to dinner. Be like, let's kind of buy yes, dinner after the show. Yeah. Like, I just I just do chat. Podcast.
3: I Just about. chat. You'd
0: probably do it too. Just, I. I just, I. just to chat with him. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put that past you.
1: I'm curious. This, to oh, know this though. To make me yeah. well up. If, I, I uh, wasn't like connected enough to industry to to like ever have had the wherewithal to meet meet or 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 speak to Buscema. That bums me out. But,
3: now, if right, so, so, so you you took a stab at Kane. Who who else were you thinking? Well,
1: he was the first one that came to mind, but you're you're tricky. I don't You, you know, I don't know. I would
0: we, say the second choice would be Matt Wagner.
1: But he
0: ain't dead. dead. Oh, he ain't dead. Well, I can make him dead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know something I don't know. I can. <laughs> You're Right.
0: Ah, uh, second one.
3: Wow.
1: Who's dead.
0: Who's, Who's dead? Who is ceased to be? Pining for the fjords. I don't know. I don't know.
3: I I, I do. You know what? I wasn't. I wasn't enamored with his style at the time. Mm-hmm. Because I thought he smothered the art I thought he smothered the pencilers and I um I thought some of his work was a little thinner flat not mm-hmm. to the degree of, of maybe uh he who shall not be named, but um I I really do miss Dick Giordano. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Not- What's my second favorite, Wood? Try and pick my second favorite.
1: Your second favorite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of deceased artists? Yeah, yeah. It's gotta be one of the EC guys, Vaughn Bodek. Oh, oh yeah, okay. damn,
0: damn! He almost has it.
1: Uh, I mean, <laughs> the, the trick is that you love them all. Um, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, let me think here. <laughs> Which <sighs> one bad. I pick? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I guess most of them are dead at this point, right? Yeah,
0: come on. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're gonna say, but it's...
2: Oh Huh?
0: Huh? I know, um, no, I know what he's going to go with. And I'm,
1: it's going to be wrong, as we say. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on, then. Now, All right. now, now you he just laid down the gauntlet. One second
3: here. Uh, oh, what I'm thinking I might be wrong.
0: No, nah, I'm thinking you got it. Come on, Jason.
3: Relax, dude. Come on. <laughs> <I'm just> thinking <laughs> it for Do a second. <laughs> uh, okay, ready. Um. Oh, sorry, Sasha. We're good. Okay. Help uh, me. You
0: love that cat,
1: Bernie Kriegstein.
0: No, but that's a good choice.
1: I was trying to pick one that I wasn't...
0: <laughs> I, I, I was I was trying to clue you in that the obvious choice, which would have been Wally Wood, uh-huh. was not the right choice.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then Harvey Kurtzman. Not the right choice. <laughs> Who, then?
0: John Severin.
1: I would have never guessed him. I would have
0: loved just to see Severin work. Wow. Because I
1: don't... I keep I, I can't. All those would, would have been... Guess, it's so, not dumb, but was he married to Marie Severin, or were they... Sister.
0: Uh,
3: they're sister oh, and brother. okay,
1: brother sister, okay.
0: Yeah. Just just to see. It's did Severn die? Uh, not long ago. Maybe three years ago. Okay. Two years, three years. Was, around. I it's very. still has not
3: registered that he's dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last year, dude. Last year. Last February 2012. Year. Okay. Son yeah. of bitch. Okay. All yeah. right. Marie's guys, still kicking. God man? bless her. Mm-hmm. Women, man.
0: And just to plug Tomorrows, that Marie Severn book is great. Yes. Yeah, if, if you ever have an instance where you see that, uh, just don't even think. Just buy it. It is so good.
1: Oh, here's a great one from Joseph who goes by I'm guessing it's German Freistuler? but anyway joseph uh is there a comic from your youth that doesn't hold up when you've revisited it
3: that doesn't uh i have a and, i I can answer his follow up
2: <laughs>
3: well that's the
1: easier one right I mean but I, I would say a lot of comics frankly I mean to be honest with you I mean in the sense that you forget how stilted the, the dialogue and how um, – I, I do find if you talk about like setting the bar, I think I made this point in our forums a week or two ago. I think modern comics creators do have it tougher in that sense in that we have become accustomed in our old age to expect a lot of comics in terms of their story structure and continuity and pacing yeah. and the maturity level that goes into structuring a comic book. If you go back and pull any comic out from your long boxes from, like, the late 70s, early 80s, it's just wacky, non-sequitur shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of times literally them sitting down saying, we got to put an issue out this month. What and it,
0: and it was better. I'm not saying it's not because
1: we loved it. But, again, my point is is that if you read it, there are plenty of issues, though, that were not – they would be issues that get slammed now. Like, you know, they're just there were just issues that were filler issues. Yeah, they but they weren't very
0: good. Yeah, weren't. but let's be honest: um, a man with the proportionate strength and speed of a f- of a spider fighting a guy that can shoot lightning bolts out of his hand doesn't require, you know, weeks and weeks of thought to produce a, a fair. Well, it, it shouldn't. I mean, that's just the thing: the, the 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 Bronze Age Marvel stuff. Yeah, they were winging it most of the time, um, unless you were Steve Gerber. But mm-hmm. for the most part. That resonates with me much more than if every Spider-Man comic was written with the complexity of Watchmen. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. sometimes the the stories don't require it.
1: Well, I'll tell you one that's probably going to get people. This will get the form hopping. Um, And it's one we talked about probably about a year ago in depth. um, I don't find that I enjoy Dark Knight Returns anywhere near as much as I did when I first read it. Wow. And I know that's near sacrilege and people are losing their minds, but I do not <laughs> – I, I, don't, I don't find the art or the story anywhere near as compelling. In fact, broadly, I would say that I am on the verge of no longer really being a Frank Miller fan.
0: Oh, good God.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I just – That's uh, – no. You're, no you're you're, seeing... It's just a phase. No, it's no. A... I'll tell you, it's, and it's something you said a few minutes ago. I find his artwork – Particularly in D.K.R. to be indulgent. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Uh.
1: Uh-uh. N- I can see where he's coming from. N- I, 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 I don't. Again, I don't, don't want to argue this. I recognize but, 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 it is thank a thank highly you. controversial and and um, uh, diff- uh, minority view. I'm just saying. But if I'm being honest with myself, when I think back on the classics that we've dissected over the years in the show, the one that sticks in my mind that I, in rereading it for the show. I felt like it was a slog,
3: was DKR.
0: Why would you just say you don't like Klaus Janssen's inking? That... I
3: love Klaus I mean, That's mm. But Klaus isn't the one who laid out the pages. He's not the one who, who no, told the the god, so god of he, comics he did. Oh, my God. Dude, just did. just, you oh, just no, repeat no, after no, me, both video, of you.
0: No, just no, Come on, shh, be, Be quiet. Repeat after me. <laughs> Frank Miller is a god. Oh, and then we'll man. be okay.
3: I think Holy I Terror think, is a I, friggin' I think, masterpiece. I think his art on Ronin is a hell of a lot better than DKR. Oh, I'll
0: sure? give you that. Yes. For yeah, I'll give you that.
3: Um Yeah. Then again, I'm excluding Klaus's inks. It's it it's nothing to do with that. The um I'm 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 trying to think like what because there there were things that I know I've read recently I can't believe I'm like it. I, I thought it was I thought it was much better back. There was um damn it. I, it's it's killing me
0: now, well, why sure. why you think of that yeah i I'll give you my answer, mm-hmm. and uh I have to say with absolute certainty that the stuff from back in the day is every bit as um interesting and rewarding to me as when I first read it because that's my golden age i mean it i i look back on it with rose-colored glasses because i can tell you and i've said this before every place i was every season every time of you know day it was when i read these stories so how could i not relive that experience so you know once i got into the teens and 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 my my 20s yeah maybe that stuff doesn't um ring my bell anymore as well as least not as resoundingly as when I originally read it but the 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 the, the golden age the right when I first got into comics those things are wow I, I can I can read them over and over and over and that's one of the reasons why I love Commandy so much was because that was the book back then and it was maybe like a couple years into you know me reading comics it was like i was reading fantastic four and i thought this kirby guy was spectacular and then this thing comes out and it's like planet of the apes only better with with more animals and 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 wacky situations and crazy far out concepts i was like this is the book for me and is commandy the greatest comic ever Uh, i i mean to many people it probably wouldn't be but to me it is and it's mm-hmm. it's not a statement of the quality of the thing, at least on a on a on a you know large scale as 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 far as like someone would say Mona Lisa. Every, there's a lot of people that regard that as a great piece of art, right? Commanding may not touch a lot of people, but it touches me all over the place. Sure. Yeah. Woot. Uh,
3: probably. If I mean, it's been a while since I read it, but probably I, I remember. The, no, 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 I can't say that. Um, <laughs> it would hurt me if I actually said it out loud because I don't want it to be true. Um, it is, it's, it's, uh, maybe, maybe G.I. Joe.
0: Oh, right oh, no, in the heart. Just, my heart.
3: No, 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 but I just, just some of, some of the, especially the Serpentor and Dr. Mindbender era. Not, not the early issues, not the, um, when when we with with um that was the kid's name Billy who the Cobra Commander's son I mean things like that I kind of it was it was around when I was starting to um to lose interest a little bit I I really enjoyed the the, the first few years and then and then they introduced the uh, the the dreadnoughts I I really and, and that burn cover I enjoy the hell out of the first few years of GI Joe but it, it started to lose me towards the end the um book towards the or oh, what, what, what I consider my end, the book that, um, that definitely still holds up. Um, surprisingly, because I would have, I, I would have almost, had I not recently read uh, a few issues of it a few months ago, I, I would have probably just outright said, just based on, on what I try to remember of it. But, um, Wolfman's New Teen Titans, especially the Judas contract, that still, mm holds up to me it, it just it's it i mean visually with with the clothing styles and 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 the way perez had the characters look yeah it it could be dated you can tell it's it's late 80s but um you know, no more than when you would see gil kane or ross andrew draw peter parker's outfits and the mm. spider-man issues but as far as the story wolfman was telling and and the um and and the gravitas of 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 um the story and the characters' actions—that I'd consider practically timeless. It just the stories still yeah. stand up. So
0: I got one. What? Neil Gaiman's um, Black Orchid.
3: As one that holds up or doesn't no, hold up. No, it
0: doesn't hold up. I, I enjoyed that. Again, it goes back to the was not that
3: a that that, that was a follow up to the miniseries, right? No, that was the miniseries that, was the mini-series? that okay.
0: started the, the the series or was that, launched uh, the series.
3: JJ Birch and Michael Bear or just No,
0: man? it was um Dave McKean. Really? On the tears? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And, and again, it, I mean, I enjoyed it when it came out because I was in the, yeah, let's break the mold. Let's, right. let's, you know, F the man. Let's do comics the way we want to do it. And I was looking through books, um, not too long ago and I was paging through it and it's really murky. And, and as far as sequential art, there's not a whole sequential about it. I mean, it's just, um, McKean playing up to the crowd he had, you know, cultivated just being that crazy Dave McKean, and it's it's sloppy. I mean, individually the panels are very good, but it's overall it's kind of murky storytelling. I I I just don't I don't want to read it ever again. You know, but you know, but I I loved it when it came out. I thought it was the cat's ass. <laughs> yeah, Gee. yeah. So we got to start doing our in your travels because we are over two hours.
1: No kidding. And we got a, we got a long day ahead of us tomorrow. Yeah, and
0: I got a, I got stuff to do here. Uh, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Get your stuff and get it cheap. Well, I don't even have to say anything else. Well, I do because if you're a first-time customer, you can enter this code, which David will be so kind to give you, into the following – into the slot, pre-moistened as it is, and you can get an extra 8% off your already, already massive uh, – massively discounted order. David, what is that code?
3: That code is EOC8. EOC8 yeah, is.
0: gets you an extra 8% off. Don't go anywhere else. Please do yourself a favor. Um and remember, May eleventh, it's creeping up, it's gonna be here very soon. It's the Appleseed Convention, it's the Midwest's best comic book convention. Yes, it's true. Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh featuring over a hundred creators and is a show dedicated to comics and the people that love them, buy them, read them, trade them, just worship them. Come hang out with creators like Mike Norton, Tom Scholey. Ryan Brown and a whole lot more. $10 gets you inside the door. Buying your ticket in advance, however, guarantees you an exclusive 11 by 17 print by the great Dave Wachter who will be there as well. Uh, if you would like to check out the hubbub go to AppleseedCon that's one word AppleseedCon.com and learn Okay, in your travels. I want you all to run out and pick up the DC Showcase for Rip Hunter Time Master. I, I, I'm about halfway through. This thing is gold. Dave it, Um, No, no, no. This is the original stuff from Showcase.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And then Rip, it collects um, Showcase 20 to 21, 25 to 26 and issues 1 to 15 of Rip Hunter Time Master. It spun out a showcase into its own magazine. Guess who's in this book? Uh, the majority, if not all of it, was written by Jack Miller. But mm-hmm. there are stories by Joe Jella, Joe Kubert, Alex Toth, Ross Andrew, and Mike Esposito, that beautiful two headed monster. Um, Nick Cardi does some of the covers. Um, more Alex Toth, Toth, uh, Bill Eli's in here. It is a great volume. Um, the first story is, is a scream. Uh, Rip has manufactured two time devices, time de- um Time Sphere 1 and Time Sphere 2. But he's using Time Sphere 2 because Time Sphere 1 doesn't work all that great. So he goes, hey, let's go back to the Mesozoic. So uh, with uh, his buddy and his girlfriend and little Corky in tow. Yes, that's his name, Corky. They go back to the Mesozoic and are beset by rampaging dinosaurs. But, unbeknownst to them, they're followed in Time Sphere 1 by a couple of crooks. Who want to go back into the past and mine precious minerals and gems uh, gold and bring it back to the present and get rich? Um, hilarity ensues. people almost die. they come back, but what the kill what the, the crooks don't know is you can't bring anything back from the past. The gold that they brought back just kind of, and the gems kind of just disappeared ah oh. Oh, wah! wah, wah. Oh. there there there's stories about Atlantis in here, Alexander the great pops up kubla Khan the romans it's it's awesome each and each story was done in a three chapter arc, so each issue was an entire story, but it was busted up into three chapters, so it plays like an old movie serial you know real one that's done now we're going on a real two. It's great stuff, and it's nineteen ninety nine for like almost six hundred pages. Where are you going? Nice. Get
1: it. Sounds
3: good. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of fun.
3: A lot of fun? Yep. Uh, I have something for you. You can run out and get right this minute because it's free. Damn, it, nothing's better than free, son. Word. It is a graphic novel at that. Ooh. And it it's free? It is free. Shit. Yeah. And you may have heard of the writer. Uh, name is Greg Pack.
0: I think so.
3: And it is drawn by Arby Silva, uh, who did the art on Jim Olsen. Um, it's a little book called Vision Machine.
0: Ooh, I like that title.
3: And it is, the art is real funky. And it's basically, there's, there's a little bit of, um, what's going on today happening in this book. It's, it's, they're three friends. Um, Sprout Computers, basically, uh, uh, an Apple analog. They, um, they come out with uh, the I I, which is I guess if if it was published today and not a couple of years ago, you may think that um Greg Peck took the idea from Google Glass. Um, whatever you see, you can um it will record. It will um it it is just it's it's all about technology and how it can be used against you and um wanting to be alone in your little technology world isn't always a good thing it's um the the download 84 pages you can download it as a pdf from visionmachine.net you can get it from uh comicsology uh you, there's even a, a vision machine app for your um for your iDevice device but it is it's um working my way through when i finish it i'll i'll go further into it unless you guys also get it and we can all tag team on it but it is it's um we could do that it's pretty funky it's 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 timely it's topical it's um i i've had it um in my uh i've had it in my library for a while now and and i just finally was able to um to sit down and read it so when i said before that I, i've been reading wasteland and nothing but when i have my um my kindle at work i'll read wasteland and when i have my my ipad with me because it's it's in comic zeal i'll read um vision machine but i started it yesterday so I'm, I'm working my way through it i hope to finish it before um before tomorrow night but i i definitely definitely recommend it especially since it's creators are familiar with and and like Jason said, you you can't beat the price, but you you get a lot for uh, for what you're not paying. It, it it's it's pretty fun, and the story's pretty cool. I, I recommend it.
1: Sounds very much like our show. True. True. Get what you pay for. Ha! Uh, if you would like to join me on a journey in your travels, run out and pick up the much delayed and finally uh, arrived martial law deluxe edition now it's interesting because this collects uh, the martial law original six issue miniseries from epic as well as martial law takes manhattan from epic and kingdom of the blind hateful dead super babylon and secret tribunal which were from apocalypse and dark horse Hmm. and this is published by dc comics oddly enough So I don't know how that all happened, like how the rights were fought over, but I know this took a long time to come out. And Martial Law was a series that started in the late 80s um, by Pat Mills and Kevin O'Neill. And it is a um, very adult, uh, satirical look at the superhero genre. And I remember reading the original series, but I don't think I read anything after that. And it's probably been since 87 or 88 when it came out that I read it, so... I have. Uh, I'm looking forward to rereading it and seeing if it holds up.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Why? It's not everything.
1: Um. Well, it's everything but the pinhead thing. Right. Yeah. I yeah. was just
0: gonna say that martial law versus pinhead.
1: They probably couldn't get the rights for that. I'm guessing.
0: Damn, Clive Barker.
1: Yeah. And also the uh, there's the Savage Dragon and Mask one shots. Yeah. They, but they again they probably couldn't get the rights. So. Yep. But yeah, were you guys, were you guys fans of martial law?
0: Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. You know, speaking of Kevin O'Neill, um, did you know that um, Roger Corman at one time got into the publishing, uh, uh, specifically the comic book industry, and Kevin O'Neill did a Death Race 2000 comic? I have it. Really? Yeah, it's funky as hell. Yep.
1: Funky in a good way.
0: Funky in a great way, yeah. Well, Kevin O'Neill, he's a madman.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say.
0: Um yeah, and uh there was there were other titles, but I just focused on the death race because A, John Carradine, come on. And and two, Kevin O'Neill, and there's just great stuff. No diggity. Yeah. Um so cool. I have a goal this weekend. Okay. And I'm probably gonna need both of your help to um accomplish it i would like to do i would like to solicit comic book type people and get intros for the next 52 episodes
1: that would be great i've, I've often thought we should do that that would be awesome yes.
0: every week till the next c2 e2 we will have a celebrity that's in quotes uh intro say larry martyr chris burnham scotty young hey it's scotty young you're listening to 11 o'clock comics wouldn't that be cool it
1: would be. You. The question is, so, and it would be easy to do with our recorder? Yeah. Yes. Just different files? Sure. Let's do it then. There's yeah, no every reason. time. Every, Dude, every 52 time. is a breeze. Over a three day a week, that'd be easy.
0: I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah, why not? Give, give some value back to our listeners. Perfect. Right. And then we would start off with I wouldn't have to say, hey, it's 11 o'clock. Conference. David would just go, woohoo, right after they were done. Yep. Gotta yeah, Because we got to have the woo-hoo.
3: You don't have woo-ho. to worry about what episode. It's,
1: you It's true. Isn't that?
0: Yeah, I wait, came no, up with so
1: you, Oh, so you want him to say this is so-and-so episode, or you just want to... No, no, uh, no, 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 no,
0: no. Okay. Just wing it. You're this listening. Right. Okay. Scotty Young yeah.
1: and you're listening, Cool, to, cool. Okay, yeah.
3: yeah. I was going to say, like, then it's going to get complicated if we keep track of no, the episode numbers. No, 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 no. And depending on how drunk some of the some of our our friends are this weekend, maybe even some some of our listeners could intro of the show, today. Yeah.
0: This is Tom Caters, and you're listening to Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him right now with his little mustache. Look at him. I know, right? Says, my little porn mustache. He's so cute. It's
3: like, it's, it's like he's young, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the pleats. <laughs> Love it. All
0: right. Thank you for being here with us, and we hope to see you this weekend at C2E2. If you yes. are there, please do not hesitate. Come over to our booth. If we're there, you will get a big old hug. It's true. We
1: we rarely get mad, but we will get mad if we hear from you in the forums or uh, like, <sighs> on Twitter <laughs> or something no. like, oh, I, I, I didn't want to bother yeah. you guys or I saw you guys but didn't, want, didn't know what to say. Just That's silly. say, hi, I'm so-and-so, and we'll uh, you know, and we'll, we'll take care of the rest.
0: Do what everybody else does. Come up to the table and tell me I'm nuts. Hmm. There you go. That'll break the ice.
1: That shit crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there was a live tweet. Oh. Uh, from Richie Terrones. Um, why is it that people or fans say that Frank Miller has gone crazy? And when did this happen? Well, Richie, it he's not crazy. Yes, yes. No, he's not. He's a lunatic. It, it, it has never happened, and the yes. man remains the f- one of the finest stylists ever to emerge from the comic book industry.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, he makes Dave Sim look look
0: logical. Skits. No, Frank Miller's politics are dead on, brother.
3: <laughs> yeah, and on that note, if you like it or not, lo- learn to love it, baby. There you <laughs> go. Come
0: to the booth and tell me I'm nuts, just like Frank Miller. There you go. And I'll hug you. And so will David. And Wood will probably be getting jam pieces done. But he'll be back. <laughs> or a tat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. There you go. We love you. Thank well, you. We for- should
1: say, if people are looking for us on Saturday... It's my understanding that one of the three of us will be at a tattoo. We will be, no. collectively, the EOC crew will be in the tattoo area for much of Saturday. So,
0: Yep. You're going to be big?
1: No, no. It's going to be on the inside of my right
0: bicep. No kidding. Ooh.
1: That's tender.
0: See, it's I, ca- I can't get them above the, sh- the elbow because I don't wear, uh, well, I don't wear um, cut-off shirts. I can't.
1: Right. Wait, you can or can- I'm, would you, wait, would you I can't? I say- can't
0: get it, like. Uh, He's got to show it off. Yeah, I got to show it off. Why that,
1: I can't show it off? Right. Right. Oh. I'm just the opposite. I can't. Well, show then why it off. would you
0: get it there if you can't show it off?
3: It's for because me. You can't show it off. Okay. It's, it's you can't like you know you can't flex it at work. I mean I can
1: show it off when I yeah I mean I, I don't like none you show of my
3: tattoos.
1: None of my tattoos are visible unless right unless I'm like at, a, at the beach or something. He
0: can or, he can show it off in his frequent renditions of the chicken dance. Right that, or that's I'm, always you fun. Know,
1: when I'm making sweet love to my wife, she can see it, right? Yeah. There that's, you that's, go.
3: Because Jason's, you know, that that's a good-looking couple. The lights definitely stay on. <laughs> the, uh, um, the, the lights f- do stay on. Of course they do. Um. Got yeah. to have them on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, we've overstayed our welcome. We'll we'll see you this weekend, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. We love you. Ciao. Bye. Peace.
2: Peace. Later. What? what
0: what? Call David. oh 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 and and it's not over do not forget we will be documenting the entire trip to the con and the entire trip back from the con when we say the entire trip you know an hour like maybe about 10 minutes every hour 10 15 minutes
3: i mean we did
0: like three hours last year
3: we did it we did a lot Yeah.
0: so uh come to our forum www 11 and we'll have um a thread started where you can download those. They're not going to be on the iTunes. Right. You have to come to our forum and download them from our server and there will right. be there will be a plethora of audio goodness for you to uh in, hopefully enjoy next week mm-hmm. next week. And and I'm guessing they will be up after the episode. We'll see. We'll see how well, it, it works out. Depends on how busy you are, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not. You we'll know, see how it rolls. I you know, Kirby knows I'm not going to clean him up.
3: Well, <laughs> what it, knows.
0: Whatever Kirby we Kirby record knows. is the way it's <laughs> going. Hey,
1: come my on. Oh my glob! Oh my glob! Get my glob!
0: Bye, people.
3: She's Bye. Up.
0: For real this time.